The Griffins have won the toss. They have deferred to the second half. They will kick off as they go left to right as we view it north to south here at Wells Stadium in Emporia, Kansas. Griffins in their Stormtrooper look today, all white. White jersey, white pants, white helmets. Emporia, the black home jerseys with their white helmets and the white pants. Avila swings his right leg through and sends it out of the back of the end zone. Touchback for Sam Avilas. Tyler Bash is back to kick field goals and PATs. Sam Avilas, just like he did a year ago, will be the kickoff specialist for the Griffins. And now the Emporia State offense, led by senior quarterback Braxton Marstall, they will have the football at the 25-yard line as they move right to left here in this first quarter of play. Ninth in scoring offense at 25 points a game. Eighth in total offense, 375 yards a game. They are finesse. They will take what the defense gives you and look out for Landon Nault, the running back, leader in the MIAA in rushing yards. He is to the right of Marstall on the gun. Three receivers to the far side right. Griffin show blitz. Now they fake the snap count. See if they bring some pressure. They will. Fake handoff. Marstall keeps it to the right side, and he's going to be buried by Marcus Brown and also Tyler Baskin after just about a two-yard gain to the 27 just around the right end that time. And one thing the Griffs have done with Marstall, when he's been a starter at quarterback in three games, actually, excuse me, four games when he's been a starter at for the Hornets, he's only ran for 27 yards. Here's a fly sweep to the far side right, knocked out of bounds on that far boundary by Kobe coming shy of the sticks. They'll mark him out at the 33 for a six-yard game, but now a third and two coming up. And on the season, Emporia State is just 38% on their third-down conversion, seventh in the MIAA. Emporia State wants to play with tempo. They want to keep you guessing. You see it with a quarterback run, and you see it with a little end around from a wideout. Empty backfield, but a wide-open receiver in the slot this time. will go for a first down. On the far side of right, it's going to be complete just inside the numbers at the 39-yard line with that chest-high catch. The reception made by Jordan Reed. That's his 20th catch of the year, and ESU converts their first third down conversion. They will play with a lot of tempo. Their win, their, excuse me, their loss to Linwood, they had 99 plays. They want to get a lot of snaps. First and 10. A little short motion from the receiver. Going to go to the near side for Justin Brown. He's immediately by Brandon Dandridge for about a four, make it get a five-yard gain to the 44-yard line. And he has 21 catches the last two years and three scores against the Griffins. He's their big play guy in the pass game. Another quick snap. Here comes Marstall. Quick pass in the seam again. Here's Denzel Strong, their H-back. He's going to have a first down to the 50, and they'll pick up six yards. So just like that, you mentioned Dink and Duck before the game. That's exactly what they're doing. 99 plays. Let's put that in perspective. As an offense, if you get to 70 plays in a game, that's really good. That's a lot of time of possession. But you see how they do it. They take what they give you. They move the chains. Warrior State moving down the field on this first drive. Four receivers, two each way. No runs yet from the running back, Landon Nault, who leads the league in rushing. Here's a fake to him. He wants to go deep. Now Marstall flushed out of the pocket. Going to sling it. He'll dump it short to Nault, who gets out of bounds of the far boundary. He'll get out at about the 48. So just a two-yard gain. Good covers down the football field that time, and good pressure from Kyle Dummler up front. Mentioned this is a senior-led offense. They do have some underclassmen up front, including a redshirt freshman center in Hayden Reed. Second down, eight from the Griffin, 48. Robert Bowers has checked in, and now the Griffins are going to have to call timeout. They were trying to sub that time and could not get guys on and off the football field in time, so they have to burn their first timeout. That's what tempo can do. That's why a lot of people use tempo like this to not let you substitute, and the Griffins trying to get some new D linemen, some fresh D linemen out there, and the Griffins have to burn their first timeout. We talked about the experience that this offense has. When you have a senior quarterback, a senior wideout, a senior uh, running back, you've got a lot of experience up front, and when you have that, you can do this. You can play tempo. Now, when does tempo hurt you? Well, tempo hurts you if you come out and run three quick plays, and all of a sudden your offense is back on the sideline and your defense has to get back out there. It can hurt your defense, but in this case, case it's the Emporia State offense again moving down the field 
keeping the Griffins on their heels, and Matt Williamson has to burn a timeout here early in the first quarter. It's three career starts. This is the fourth for Marstall. In his three starts against Missouri Western, he's completed 61% of his passes. He's thrown 132 passes in three games, seven touchdowns, three picks. He's thrown for an average of 284 yards per game against the Griffs. And he has the ability to run the football, too. But he's, he's only ran the football for 27 yards in the three previous games against the Griffs that have all been victories. They've contained him and his feet in the run game. Bigger guy, 6'2", 207, sees the field very well. Justin Brown goes in motion to the far side, right play action pass again. Sitting in the pocket, throwing it right side for Brown. He'll make the catch on the far sideline, then knocked out of bounds at the 42 for a six-yard gain. Closing quickly with Sam Webb, but it will be a six-yard completion and now a third and short again. Third down and two coming up at the Missouri Western 42. They spread you out, and the Griffins defensively trying to keep the action in front of them. Third and short. Going to throw it again. Here's Marstall going to sling it right side incomplete. In coverage was Kobe Cummings. They tried to get it to Justin Brown again, and now it's a fourth down and two, but this team has gone for it the most of any team in the league 28 times on fourth down. Looks like they may put their punt unit out there from the 42 and 4th and 2. Surprised by this? Homecoming game? Game you have to have on their side, on the Griffin side of the field? I bet if they're inside the 40, they'd probably go for it. But outside the 40, they're going to go ahead and punt the football. So the Griffins give up a couple first downs, but now they should get the football back. We'll see if they actually punt it. When you win the coin toss and defer, exactly what you're after. Stop them on the, on the opening drive, get the football. Good snap. Their receiver... Tyler Harris is also their punter. It's a very short punt. Hits at the 20. He's going to die at the 17, make it the 18-yard line. So that's only a net of 24 yards. The Griffins, when it's all said and done, pretty good field position. Let's get our first Lawns Unlimited sideline report and check in with Chris Roush. Yeah, the Griffins even did a good job on that first drive. You guys kind of talked about this. Warrior State offense likes to run a lot of plays. Once they get it down into opponent territory, they haven't been that successful this season. 11th in the MIAA and red zone offense for the Hornets. Now this is where you want to see the Griffins offense, though, try to get a tempo early, too. Griffins will come over the football, throw an 18-yard line, moving left to right. Shamar Griffith behind Don Marino in the pistol. Play-action pass, going to roll to the far side left. Some pressure. Marino slings it deep down the far left sideline, overthrows everybody. It was intended for Blake Brow, the tight end for the Griffins on a wheel route. But, again, good coverage out there and some pressure up front. They have 17 sacks, which is third in the MIAA this season. We talked to offensive coordinator Dave Brown on the field in pregame, and we asked Coach Brown, you got any tricks up your sleeve today? He said, always... And what we've seen from Coach Brown, his tendency has been if he's got some different looks, you're going to see him early. That time took a shot down the field. Brow comes in motion. He's a double wing on the near side with Luke Vang. Here's a zone read. Dom will try and keep the football. Cuts up inside to the 21, up the hash mark for about a three-yard gain. Tackled right there by inside linebacker Jace McDown, who Brett highlighted in the pregame as one of the top tacklers in the MIAA. They'll give him four to the 22, now third and six for the Griffins. And on third down this season, they are 40.8%, which is third best in the MIAA. Big week last week on the ground for Don Marino, 14 carries for 121 net yards. He scored the two Griffin touchdowns. I think the Griffins are going to have success offensively in this game. Dom not only needs to do it with his legs, but he needs to have some success through the air as well. Three receivers and a bunch to the far side left, just off of left tackle. Dom will throw the football, looks over the middle of the football field, finds a crossing Joe Horn. Can he get to the sticks? No, he can't. He's going to get only about two yards on the play. Good coverage that time and chasing him on that 
route across the middle was Brent Davenport, the corner. He makes the tackle immediately in that fourth down and four coming up. The Griffins will go three and out on their first possession. As this offensive line usually does, they provided a great pocket for Don Marino. Had all day to survey the field, but all that was open was a little crossing route to Joe Horn. Much like the Griffin defense against Emporia's offense, Emporia defense playing the sticks. Keep the receiver in front of you. Three and out for the Griffins on their opening drive. Luke Tyson to punt, averaging 40.8 yards per punt. He has the wind at his back. Not a true spiral. It's going to be a wobbly spiral at about the 35. A fair catch made and caught there by Jordan Reed at the 35-yard line. So that is where Emporia will begin their second possession. We've got a timeout on the field. We'll step aside. No score with 11-19 to play first quarter. This is Missouri Western Football on the Griffin Sports Network. We continue from Wells Stadium back inside the East Hill Shopping Center broadcast booth with Chris Roush and Brett Easley. I am Dave Rigert. Emporia's second possession of the football game. No score. 11-19 to go first quarter. They've got the football at their own. 35-yard line. Here's Nault's first carry. Avoids the first tackle. Gets only one. Griffins only showed a three-man front that time. So against the spread-out attack of Emporia State that goes on tempo, I see some different fronts up there from the Griffins. And now they're going to go with a dime, with a with a nickel defense. Well, they go nickel all the time. They'll go with a dime defense. So five def- make it six defensive backs on the football field. Now they're bringing a couple of outside linebackers on the outsides as stand-up with three down linemen. Second down and nine yards to go. Marcus Brown gets some pressure. Pass over the middle is going to be complete. That is Brown again. He'll make the catch across the 45 to the 47 between the hash marks. And a first down as Jabbar Miles makes the tackle for the Griffins. Well, if you're not ready and blink, Ken Emporia stayed up at that ball so quickly. And their handoff here is Nultz. He'll get to the 50. Powers his way just straight up the middle between the hash marks right on that E logo at the midfield stripe. It's a three-yard gain on first down. Second and seven. Football now right at that midfield stripe. Three receivers make it two to the far side right, two to the near side left. Going to sling it to the near side. It's going to be caught by Tyler Harris and gets out of bounds near the 40. James Husky was over there to force him to the boundary, but they'll move the chains again. That's a 10 now, an 11-yard pickup to the 39. They're inside the 40 for the first time. Hard to show different defensive looks against a team that's clicking and playing like this because they're up on the line so quickly. Here is Nolt fake handoff. Marstall will sling it to Tyler Harris out of the backfield on the flat. He's going to try and stay in bounds, and he gets corralled at the 34 for a five-yard gain. Jabbar Miles over there to make the tackle. Also, it's Quentin. Nope, it's Devin Burrell who's in there at safety now for Quentin Polk. He'll help make the stop for the Griffs. And again, they've got to run, hustle, get lined up once again. Going to snap the football right now on second and five. Quick pass to the right side for Nault. He gets a block and a first down as Sam Webb will tackle him out of bounds. And a late flag comes out. Sam forced him out, but took him to the ground out of bounds. They're going to call 15 yards after the catch, and it was going to go for a first down anyway for a seven-yard completion plus the tacked on 15 yards. Easy call for the side judge, Mark Broll there against Sam Webb. That play well out of bounds, took him to the ground. Unforced error, and going to be 15 more for Emporia State. 9.47 to go, first quarter. Ooh, they're wow. going to wave it off. They That's wave it off. They pick it up. That's a huge break. Must have said the momentum was taking him to the ground out of bounds, so they wave it off. So it'll be a seven-yard reception for a first down for Landon Nault. Harris comes in motion. Nault fake handoff. They want to go a sling it near sideline. It's going to be incomplete. It was a forward pass. It was almost like an option play behind the formation, but he got out in front of the play. It was thrown forward by Marstall, and it's incomplete pass now second and ten. Good to get an incompletion Absolutely. and play out of bounds before that. As a defense, you get a chance to sub, a little chance to regroup, and it throws the rhythm of the offense off here second and ten, 9.35 to go here in the first quarter. 
Nault and Strong, the two backs, one to each side. Now Strong goes in motion as a blocking back on the right side. Second down, 10 from the Griffin, 27-yard line. Second possession for ESU. Marstall claps his hands, gets the gets the snap. He'll throw it right side, making a man miss. On the right side is Jordan Reed, and he gets out of bounds for a first down. A flag comes out, though. This might have been where the block happened. This one might come back. Could be a legal block in the back. Again, quick hitting play, a missed tackle. Tackling's key in every game, let alone against an Emporia team that plays like this. 9.28 to go first quarter. It's going to go against ESU, but it's going to be about nine yards down the football field, so essentially it's going to be a one-yard penalty. It's a hold down the field on one of the receivers on that far sideline. So that is a break for the Griffs. Well, and remember, as we've said, this is not an Emporia State team that's looking to get in field goal range. <laughs> no they doubt. are looking to get in the end zone, and they are going to use all four downs they have. For folks that didn't hear pregame, they're 0 for 3 on field goal attempts this year. They have not made a field goal this season in seven football games. Second down, and now Robert Bauer is going to come across the line of scrimmage, and they're going to blow it dead, but Bowers, he was able to get back. Let's see if they pick up this flag. They threw the flag. Bowers did not touch a Hornet, so I think he was able to get back. Let's see if they pick it up or not. They're going to talk things over. I think they might. Wow. So he was across, didn't get. And it will be a five-yarder, so after back-to-back penalties, it's going to be a second down and six yards to go as they put the football at the 23-yard line on the far right side hash. Probably the right call, but an awkward scenario. <laughs> Typically, you see the ball snap right when that happens. It was not, and Emporia wasn't even anywhere near snapping the football. Their base 4-2-5 defense on this one. Second down and six yards to go for Stall in the Hornet offense. And from the Griffin, 23 on the right hash. Nault will get the nope. They're going to fake it to him again. Quick pass to Reed on the far side right. He makes the catch for a first down. The Griffins, Kobe Cummings will make the stop of the 16, but they move the chain. There's seven more yards, six, seven, about every single time right now. The Griffins playing off, and they're picking them apart. Jordan Reed has been the best friend of Braxton Marstall so far. Now they swing it out. This will be a run play to Nault, it looks like, on a lateral to the near side. He's going to battle for yardage across the 15, up the near numbers, so get near the 14-yard line for just a gain of two yards. Anthony Williams over there with Jabbar Miles and James Husky to make the tackle for Missouri Western. Nault's a perfect back for this offense, 5'9", 193. Shorter guy to the ground can kind of get lost, especially when you're throwing it all over the field. And looks like this play might come back flag here as well. Chop block on the Hornets. And Nault is the second-team All-MIAA performer from a year ago. He was honorable mentioned two years ago. But in his career, in three games against Missouri Western, 34 carries, 85 yards. They have contained him throughout his career. Do you know where King Fisher, Oklahoma is? It's in the Sooner State. That is the home of Landon Nault. <laughs> Chris Roush, do you know where King Fisher, Oklahoma is? It's in the Sooner State, right? Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Trips now to the near side left. Out of the shotgun, Marstall. First down and long. They're back at the 31. They've got to get to the 7. So 24 yards to go here on first down. Pressure. They want to set up a screen to the right side. Blown up by James Husky. Makes a tackle for loss. Back to the 34-yard line. But I believe it's going to be roughing the passer on Marcus Brown. He hit Marstall on the screen. And Marcus has been a penalized young man this year. And it will be a personal foul. It's going to be second down and about 27 yards. Instead, an automatic first down. That's a killer. And that is what this team has struggled to avoid all season long. You get a second and forever they couldn't have played that screen any better as James Husky again played that screen well but again Marcus Brown playing just a tick too aggressive 
And what should have been second and long is now a first down. They swing it out to Nolan in the backfield. He's got some room to run. What a tackle by Jabbar Miles. He went through the blocker, which was Justin Brown, the receiver. He essentially blew him up and then made the stop. It's down to the 12-yard line for a gain of four. Now second and six from the Griffin 12. They're back in the red zone now with trips on the far side right. Denzel Strong comes in motion across the formation. There's a wing now on the near side left. No score with 7.42 to go during the midway point of this first quarter. Hornets in the red zone for the first time. Clapping in hands is Marstall. Play action pass. He's under some pressure. He's going to just go down and not take a big hit. He just essentially took a knee that time down near the 15-yard line. Kyle Dumbler, Markel Fluker, both right there, will get credit for a half a sack. Now a big third down coming up with the issues they've had with their place kicking. And with that half sack, we're going to give that a full $10 donation by Shelter Insurance Agents Jerry and Linda Myers. That's another $10 to the Missouri Western Student Athlete Advisory Committee's Grips, Grips Giving Gifts Endeavor. Third down. Seven yards to go. The football at the 14-yard line. Marstall, plenty of time this time. He's going to step up, scramble to the near side, keep the play alive, throw toward the end zone. It's going to be complete to Harris. He breaks the tackle and dives inside the pylon. He's in. Touchdown, Emporia State. On a heck of a catch by Tyler Harris. The Griffins defended the play well, just didn't make the play, and Emporia State strikes first. Dave Justin Richter has shown a lot of different looks, but the matchup he has stuck with has been to this near side of the field, one-on-one coverage, Brandon Dandridge against Tyler Harris. That time the play broke down, and when the play breaks down and gets to the outside, sometimes the coverage does too. And it ended up being Kobe Cummings on Harris. It's kind of an awkward play, but Cummings came forward. The ball flew over Kobe. A good catch by Tyler Harris, and Emporia State strikes first. The PAT is up, and the PAT is good. 7 nothing Emporia State with 6.54 to go here in the first quarter as we continue with Missouri Western football right here on the Griffin Sports Network. We continue from Well Stadium back inside the East Hill Shopping Center broadcast booth. Both teams had one possession, but on the Emporia State second, they find the end zone. 6.54 to go here in the first quarter. Missouri Western down 7-0 to Emporia State. That last drive, 12 plays, 65 yards. It took 4.25 off the clock. And we talked about how this Emporia State offense plays at their tempo. Now this Griffin offense cannot go three and out. This defense needs a break, and this offense needs to put up some points. Marstall's already 13 out of 15 in the football game on two drives. Here's a sky kick, and nobody's there to get this. This is a live football. They get it at the 20-yard line into the far side left. Oh, a big hit. Is that was Shamar Griffith who got blown up that time. He pops right back up, which is good, because a humongous hit on special teams by Emporia State's Dawson Hams, a redshirt freshman backup linebacker. Join Missouri Western Athletics each Monday from noon to 1 for the weekly Griffin Luncheon at the Hi-Ho Bar and Grill located at 1817 Frederick Avenue in St. Joe. Enjoy a great lunch. Listen to the fall coaches at Missouri Western. Talk about their teams. Griffin Luncheon also airs live on one of our Griffin Sports Network affiliates in St. Joseph, ESPN 1550. Got a 12-yard return on the sky kick that time. Now Shamar goes motion to the backfield. They'll sling it to him. He's got blockers near side, spins by a defender, and gets buried at the 34-yard line. Be a short gain. It'll be a two-yard pickup for Shamar Griffith. And Shamar, now in the season, has his sixth reception of the year. He'll check out of the football game. We'll see James Bailey Jr. for the first time. Like that look. Again, get uh, you want to get Shamar Griffith out into space. That play just took a little long to develop, and by the time it did, the Emporia State defense knew what was coming, and they were able to flock to the football and stop that for a minimal game. Marino, two for three so far, but only four yards. He's going to throw the football again. Looks left side. Pump fakes. Now goes down the football field on a wheel route. It's going to be overthrown out of bounds. Keelan Mack had no chance to catch it. That's the one thing. At least give your receiver a chance to catch it. Had no chance. The ball was thrown to the boundary out of bounds. And it now brings up a third down and eight. 
from the Griffin 34-yard line. We've highlighted the woes the Griffin offense has had on third down at times, although coming into this game, they are third in the MIAA at third down conversion, which is a drastic improvement from where this team was last year. But again, why? You have third and short. This is not a third and short, third and eight right here. Are you surprised we haven't seen him just kind of pound the football after 300 rushing yards last week and 341 against ESU last year? Going to throw it again. They want to set up a screen. Going to be caught by Donnell Hawkins. Gets a block to the 40, 45-50. There goes Donnell. Cuts back inside. Gets thrown down across the 40 near the 38-yard line. Griffins. Get a 28-yard reception that time, and it goes for a first down. That's a good screen, and again, the Griffins have shown a lot of success with their backs, but that's Donnell Hawkins. I think if you were to say he's got a signature play in his young Griffin career, it would be that one. We've seen him score a touchdown on that play. Griffins get a huge third-down conversion. Now they're driving into Emporia State territory at the 38-yard line. Well, different formation now. They're double-wing set, but Shamar Griffith is one of the wings here on the near side. Right, Hawkins stays in as the back, first and ten. Here's a zone read, handoff to Shamar, gets a block around the perimeter to the 35-yard line, 30. First down for Shamar, and he's driven out of bounds and thrown down out of bounds. Late, there's the flag. You're going to tack on 15 after a 13-yard run by Shamar Griffith. Well, to answer your question, I am a little bit, but, again, in, in seeing trends of how this Griffin offense has played, if they're going to show some trickery or take some chances, Dave Brown likes to do it early in the game. Love that formation. Again, you've got a couple of backs on the field. You show the Emporia State defense a different look. This is going to be a personal foul, 15 more yards. But, again, you talk so much in football about sealing the edge offensively. This Griffin offensive line did a beautiful job of Last that. Last two plays have done a good and job. And when Shamar Griffith gets yep. to the outside, it is good night when he turns on the jet. That's two big-time plays. Griffin's marching here. Need to get seven out of this possession. Carlos Thompson and Brock Broughton have checked in as receivers. 5.28 to go first quarter. 7-0 Emporia State. Griffin's now in the great left. St. Joseph Country Club red zone. Screen pass. Near side for there Brock Broughton. Gets a screen to the 10. And there's going to be Come a back. flag that comes out. Luke Vang going to get called for a hold, it looks like, as Broughton, I believe, got in the end zone. But there's a hold on Luke Vang, who is blocking for Brock. He doesn't like the call. It brings back six points. I think it looked a little more violent than it really was. Again, I I think Luke Vang muscled up, threw an Emporia defender out of the way. Plus, it's on the Emporia side of the field, and so Everyone in the crowd groaned, and so here came the flag. Unfortunate, takes seven off the board and backs the Griffins up. First down and long now. The football is at the 23-yard line. It's out of the red zone now. Griffins in the red zone this season. They've scored on 19 of their 21 red zone possessions with only 14 touchdowns. Carlos Thompson to the near side right. Two receivers far side left. Keelan Mack will come in motion on first and 20. Here's a handoff to Shamar. Cuts up inside a... Inside the left hash mark, and he'll go to the 19 for a gain of about four yards. The tackle made by Merrick Thompson, sophomore nose guard from Osceola, Missouri. Hey, watch Shamar Griffith hit that hole quickly, and if it wasn't for the tackle of Merrick Thompson, I think Shamar Griffith might dance into the end zone. Just that close. Again, second and 17. You want to gain some yards here and make that third down conversion manageable. Kyle Berry, Kilo Max split to the near side right. Carlos Thompson far side left. Shamar is the back. The wing on this near side is tied in. Luke Vang Play action pass. Dom wants to throw over the middle. He finds Vang. He fights through tackles, gets inside the 10, and he drags the defender to the 8-yard line. Good job to find his trusty tight end who's back after missing last week's game and concussion protocol. 11-yard gain. Sets up a third manageable now for the Griffins. Good call. Good play. Again, Emporia State rush six. And that offensive line picked up the blitz beautifully. Don Marino stepped up in the pocket and found the quarterback's best friend, the tight end over the middle. Missed Luke Fang a little bit last week. Good to see 87 back out there. Third down five from the Emporia State eight-yard line. 
Down 7-0. James Bailey to the back. Two receivers to the near side right. One to the far side left. Brought in short motion. Dom wants to throw the football. Looks left side. It's going to be caught by Brock. He's got a first down inside the three to the two. They'll move the chains. First and goal, Missouri Western on Brock Broughton's first catch of the football game. Very good route. Dom Marino knew where he wanted to go with the football. Brock Broughton faked like he was coming into the middle of the field. The pivot back to the outside. Pretty throw, pretty catch. You recover from first and 20. Now to first and goal. Griffin to punch this ball into the end zone. 3.50 left first quarter. 7-0 in Poria State. James Bailey stays in the game as the back. A double tight end formation right now. Out of the pistol, Don Marino gets the snap, handoff. James Bailey goes left side, powers his way toward the goal line, and I think he's going to be just shy. He's inside the one, but he is shy of the goal line, so it will be second down and goal from inside the one-yard line. Well, right where I would have gone with the football. Again, James Bailey Jr. would be your big back, your big power back. I would line up and run that play again until James gets into the end zone. And Hayden Eatinger just came off of the football field. They're starting center. He's in a lot of pain with his, it looks like his right arm, right shoulder. We'll check in with Chris here in a minute, but he just came off of the football field. So that'll slide over and put, I believe they'll probably put Jacob Olsen in. As he was, now Hayden's going to try and go back in the football game. They're going to have to call timeout. He won't be able to come back in. Jacob Olsen usually slides over and is the center from right guard. But let's see what happens here. They've got to burn the timeout so Hayden can come back into the football game. Let's go down to Chris and get Alonzo Unlimited sideline reports. Yeah, a lot of uh, unhappiness on that one, a lot of communication. Hayden tried to come in. It looked like his right hand, he was kind of flexing and kind of get grip. I don't know if his hand got stepped on or something in the middle of that pile. He's trying to come back in. It's all the communication on that one just breaking down. But, yeah, he looks like he's going to be okay to come back. Well, I tell you what, again, the three timeouts you have in the first half, you use them as you need them. In the second yeah. half, you try to hold on to those things as, as long as you can. And, you know, down here on the goal line, you just can't take any chances. So if Hayden Edinger is able to come back in the game, I think it's definitely worth burning a timeout to get him back in there. Yeah, no doubt. Again, they're inside the one-yard line now. And, and from our angle up here in the press box, it is centimeters for a touchdown. I mean, Dom could go under center and probably reach the ball out and get a TD real quick. But, again, We've seen plays over the years. We, we saw Mike Hill fumble against Northwest Missouri State inside the one-yard line. It, again, there were some pro games last week where there fumbles at the one-yard line. So, boy, you got to take care of business, finish off this drive. Take nothing for granted, and you don't want to get cute here. We've seen a lot of cuteness in the NFL for, for good reason. But right here... Don Marino sneak, turn and hand off to James Bailey. Either of those two are great options here. From inside the one-yard line, here we go. Don Marino with the pistol. James Bailey is the back. Hey, Nidiger is back out there, snaps it. Here's James Bailey. He will power his way near the goal line, and he is in. Touchdown, Missouri Western. James Bailey gets the score. That is his fourth rushing touchdown of the season. And the Griffins get their first TD. It's a 7-6 football game with three minutes to go here in the opening quarter. It's a good thing James Bailey Jr. broke the plane because he didn't get off the ground with the ball. But anyhow, that ball's just got to break the plane. And again, amazing sometimes how difficult it is to get that last inch into the end zone. But his offensive line paved the way. Good response by the Griffs. Again, third down conversion. Two big Key on downs. that drive. Yep. Two were key. And the Griffins are an extra point away from tying the game. A third and eight and a third and five on that drive. Tyler Bash on for the PAT. He's missed four this year. They've all been blocked. But this one splits them. And we are tied at seven with three minutes to play here in this opening quarter of football. Missouri Western, a good drive to answer as Missouri Western's drive goes 10 plays, 68-yard drive, 3.50 off the clock, a one-yard touchdown run from James Bailey. And again, they converted two monster third downs, a third and eight on their first set of downs on that drive, then a third and five after they had a first and 20. 
So the Griffin's right back in it, and that's a big. And also, one thing it does, it does, and you mentioned this, it rests the defense a little bit, and a little time-consuming drive. Coming into this drive, Emporia State had run 20 plays to the Griffin three, and again, not a, not only the play count, but the tempo that Emporia State plays at. Yep. And when they're moving the ball, when they don't have dead balls, when they don't have incomplete passes, it's hard to sub because they're always up on the line. Much needed rest. This Griffin defense, um, again, been good most of the season. Struggled a little bit in this game so far. Love to see them make a play, maybe get a sack, get that ball back at the game tie. Don Marino's looked pretty good so far. Six out of eight for 49 yards and kind of jump-started everything with that 28-yard screen pass. Sam Avilas with the kick with the win. He will send it about three yards deep, and they will take a knee, and it will be a touchback at the 25-yard line. First down and 10 for ESU. They've got the football back for their third time. Griffin defense will come out. 10 plays, 68 yards, covered Three minutes and 50 seconds into with the James Bailey Jr. Uh, one-yard touchdown run. Again, the two big plays on the drive. Donnell Hawkins, huge screen pass that got the ball into Emporia State territory. And then Don Marino finds Brock Broughton to move the chains after they had a first and 20. See if the Griffin defense can make something happen, maybe force a turnover here. Kai Callens, their other running back, is in the football game. Right time to the left of Braxton Marstall. Trip to the near side left for ESU. First and 10 from their own 25-yard line. Marcus Brown begins kind of a... 3-4 three, uh, three, look here. There's a pass to the near sideline. Kobe Cummings in coverage. A flag comes out in the middle of the football field, not where the pass was thrown. Cummings, good coverage on their top receiver, Justin Brown, but a flag. I bet it's going to be holding on the Griffin defense. A couple guys in the middle of the field kind of holding their hands like, what's that call? Markel Fluker, one of them. So it'll be a 10-yard penalty, automatic first down. It would have been second and 10, and now it's a first and 10. They'll move the football up to the 35-yard line. Penalties have been an issue so far in the game. Well, they have been. Griffins have had a, a big personal foul penalty that uh, took what would have been a second and 27 and turned it into a first and 10 play uh, deep in their own end. And, you know, it's always frustrating when, when the penalty is not on the guy where the ball is thrown. But, uh, again, ESU with free yardage right there. Callens. Fake handoff. Good job by Marcus Brown. He's going to get a tackle for loss on the zone read. That time, Marstall probably should have gave the ball to Callens. Didn't, and Marcus Brown played it beautifully. A loss of four back to the 31-yard line. Here's the thing with Marstall. He just runs the football to keep you honest. His speed, he's not going to run away from anybody, and Marcus Brown has been aggressive thus far in this game. Big tackle for loss right there. Does have five scores. He's our second-leading rusher behind Landon Nault. Griffins have done a good job. Here's some pressure up the middle, and it's going to go down. There's a flag also. Marcus Brown was held, and Markel Fluker gets the sack at the 29-yard line. That should be declined. Third and 16 coming up as the Griffin defense now getting pressure on Braxton Marstall. Second end of the game, and that's another $10. The Missouri Western Student-Athlete Advisory Committee's Griffs Giving Gifts Endeavor compliments the shelter insurance agents Jerry and Linda Myers. They're going to mark the penalty yards off and make it a second down here. I would have thought they would take the down in the negative yards as an offense when you spread it out you are putting a lot of pressure on your front on your five guys and that time they tried to block six wouldn't happen great sack by markel so it won't get to be a sack they'll take the yardage now a draw play on the near side good job to chase it down by tyler basky split a pretty high level just a four yard gain of the 25 and it works out they take the yardage back only a four yard gain there's so now third and long third down and 20 the football back at the 25 yard line in emporia state territory in third and long territory like this you almost 
always see defenses go sticks defense, meaning they line up at the sticks, they'll give up anything in front of you, make that tackle, force the punter on the field. Two to go here in this first quarter. Tons of pressure again. Going to be thrown early because of the pressure. Devin Burrell came on a safety blitz, and actually he knocked Marcel down. I was looking there for a possible flag. Marcus Brown was right there. He's been disruptive early on. That's a great possession defensively for the Griffins. Great answer. And again, now you send the Emporia State defense back out there. They've got to be a little bit tired after that long 10-play drive. They just got off the field. So huge momentum swing in this game. Coach Richter bringing some pressure that time, getting to Marstall. They had a sack. They had the hold and, and the incomplete pass. Even the, the hold on the Griffin defense on the first play, that was an incomplete pass because of pressure. Here is Tyler Harris, a rugby-style punt to the far sideline. Going to shank it to the right side. The Griffin have the ball in Emporia State territory right now, trying to keep it away from two of the best return men in the league, and they mark it at the 45-yard line in Emporia State territory. Let's go down and get a Lons Unlimited sideline report with Chris Roush. Tell you what, you know, Coach Richter's defense has showed a lot of different looks so far. Marcus Brown's moving all over the field. At some points, he's down lineman, then he's upstanding as outside linebacker. His pressure along with the rest of the defensive front has been huge so far, trying to disrupt this fast pace of the Emporia State offense. Derek Gray the back now as he is behind Don Marino in the pistol. Two receivers to the near side right, Keelan Mack and Elijah Cunningham. Brock Brown to the far side left. The wing on the left side is Blake Brown. In motion, behind the formation is Keelan Mack. Hand off to Gray, going to slip through a tackle and get stopped for about a three-yard gain to the 42 off left tackle. In the way that time on... Pulling from his right guard spot was Jacob Olson, the St. Joseph Central Indian. Derek Gray, good week running the ball last week as well. 11 carries, 82 yards. Had a couple of big runs on that final drive. And, you know, in retrospect, when you look at a buck 30 to go, three timeouts, but when the coaches broke down that film and saw how well Derek Gray was running, probably had a chance to run the football a little bit on that last drive. 7-7 tie, a buck 20 left here in the first quarter. Dom will throw it. On a screen pass near sideline by Cunningham. Good block by Keelan Mack. Going to go one-on-one. Cunningham will try and fight for yardage and get three to the 39-yard line. Forced out of bounds on this near sideline by Jordan Wallace, the strong safety. Sets up a third and four now for the Griffin offense as they try and convert their third consecutive third down. Staple play in this Griffin offense. Very quick hitter to the outside. We know Eli Cunningham can run after the catch. Keelan Mack also very good at running after the catch. That time a minimal gain. And here you go. Manageable third and four. Griffin need to pick this up to keep the momentum late here in the first quarter. Three receivers and a bunch just off left tackle. Sean Rouse. Joe Horn Jr. to the near side right. Press man coverage here on the near side. Zone read. Here's a fake handoff. They'll sling it to the far side left for Broughton, and he slips a tackle. He landed on the defender and then rolled another yard, and they give him the forward progress for a gain of four, and they'll move the chains at the 35-yard line. Good effort by Brock Broughton. Dave, bizarre guys you talk about pregame. Remember we said, boy, we haven't called Brock Broughton's name a lot this year. We've called Brock Broughton's name a lot here in the first quarter. He had a touchdown wiped out. At the end of one, it's a 7-7 tie. Griffin's on the move again. They've got a first and 10 now at the Emporia State 35-yard line. And to go back to what you started talking about with Brock Broughton, again, only six catches for 71 yards coming in, but he's been a big factor in the offense so far. Well, he has been, and, and Brock's a guy that can be a big key in this offense. Again, two key first or third down conversion catches, and, you know, I've watched Brock's routes he's been running. Ran a very good route on the last touchdown drive, and that time the effort got that extra yard, and you mentioned he was tackled but landed on a defender. The knee never hit the ground, and good job by the official. Gave him the spot. Griffins have first and 10 in Emporia State Territory at the 35-yard line. At six catches coming in, already has three catches in this football game. Now he's split to the near side left. Griffins and their all-white uniforms moving right to left now here in the second quarter. 7-7 tie. Here's the first play of the second quarter. Marino in the pistol with Donnell Hawkins behind him. 
Twin receivers on the right side. Brockett goes in motion. It's the handoff to Donnell. Huge hold to the 30. Puts his shoulder pad level down low and just bullies his way forward for about three more and an eight-yard gain on first down by Donnell Hawkins outside the near side left numbers. Donnell, redshirt freshman, and he just looks better and better every game. He's got a small stature, 5'8", 185, but he runs hard and powerful. Good gain on first down of eight yards. He took the, he took the fight right to Kyle Rank, the sophomore corner on this near side. Second down and two now. Derek Gray will check in. Broughton again split to the near side left. Wing on this near side left is Blake Brow. Dom Marino will send Keelan Mack in motion on the near sideline. Going to fake it to him. They want to take a shot here on second and two. Dom will fire it deep toward the end zone. Brock Broughton, it's going to be knocked away by the corner. Kyle Rink in the end zone. Had a little separation, threw it a little behind him, and knocked down third and two coming up. Hey, good shot. Good good, good down to take that shot. Again, this figures to be four down territory in Fury. Brock Broughton, another good route. Had man coverage. Rink is a good corner, and it was a good throw. Good play all the way around. Again, nothing hurt. You got third and very manageable right here. I love the shot on, on second and two, though. Carlos Thompson comes to the near side left. Brock is to the far side right. Double wing formation with the two tight ends. Marino with... Derek Gray behind him. Long cadence, and now snap. They want to throw it near sideline. It's going to be a back shoulder fade caught by Carlos Thompson. Holds the ball in the air like a loaf of bread and has the first down at the 12-yard line. Great catch by Lowe's. It's a first down in the red zone now for Missouri Western. You know, Dave, that might be the first time this season that Carlos Thompson has made a catch out on a traditional route. And not only did he make the catch, that was good coverage. That was a good throw. He was on the sidelines, and there you see a flash of his talent right Absolutely, there. Absolutely, yeah. keep the chains moving. Nice strong hands. He's he's playing more of a split-end type spot, not just a slot receiver the last couple of games. Back inside the Great Life, St. Joseph Country Club red zone at the 12-yard line. Twin wings on the right side, single receiver each way. Shamar Griffith the back from the 12 of Emporia State. Here's the eating her snap at the chest of Don Marino. Hand off to Shamar. Stutter steps to the 10. It's tackled near the 6-yard line. That burst able to give him some yardage. Now mark by the 7 for a 5-yard gain on first down. Second and 5 from the ESU 7-yard line. Shamar Griffith running up the middle. And again, you talk about a position of depth. It is now a four-headed monster in that Griffin backfield. They all run hard. They all give you something a little different. And they all are, are something different for defenses to prepare for. Griffin's knocking on the door again. No field goals right here. Got to have a touchdown. 13-10 to go. Second quarter. Griffin's in Emporia State tied at 7. Griffin's have the football now at the 7-yard line of Emporia State. Second down and 5. Marino with the zone read. Hand off to Shamar. Big hole. He goes untouched into the end zone. Touchdown, Missouri Western. Shamar Griffith from 7 yards away. And for Shamar, that's his third rushing touchdown of the season. Touchdown, Missouri Western. Well, and again, Don Marino's success that he's had running the football, especially last week, those ends cannot clamp down. They have got to stay home and respect the fact that Don Marino can get to the outside. Almost same identical play. They ran two plays in a row, and Shamar Griffith turned on the Jets. Beautiful blocking. Griffs take the lead here on the road. 12.57 to go before halftime. Tyler Bash's PAT is up. He hits it a little bit to the right, but it does sneak in the upright, and it is good. 14-7. 14 unanswered for Missouri Western's offense on back-to-back drives. They've got the lead again. 12.57 to go before halftime. This is Missouri Western football on the Griffin Sports Network. 
We continue from Welch Stadium in Emporia, Kansas, back inside the Eastville Shopping Center broadcast booth with Chris Roush and Brett Easley. I am Dave Rigert. 14-7 Griffins, 12.57 to go. Second quarter, back-to-back scoring drives for Missouri Western. The last drive for the Griffs, eight plays, 45 yards, 3.54 off the clock, and again, a seven-yard touchdown run from Shamar Griffith. Hey, Griffins back home next weekend. It's the Rogers Pharmacy Hall of Fame game a week from today, October 27. Good opponent. Griffs take on Pittsburgh State. It's a 1 o'clock kick. We hope you're there. Join us in the Plasma Biological Services tailgate zone two hours prior to kickoff. And don't forget to join us on the uh, pavilion party deck once inside. It's a great barbecue for Vanzinos. Also, Budweiser products from the Hi-Ho Bar and Grill. Again, next Saturday, Griffin Pittsburgh State. Go Griffins.com for tickets. Trevon Jones on the return. He gets across the 25. And Sam Avila showing the type of athlete that kickers can be sometimes. He was running pass routes in pregame, and now he makes a tackle on special teams. He's kicking off today. He'll make the tackle at the 28-yard line. Again, that kick goes into the wind, and they returned it for about 18 yards from the 10 to the 28. And they've got the football first and 10, their fourth possession now of the game. We mentioned Emporia State having two kickers they can't rely on. Matt Williamson, the luxury, he's got two kickers he mm-hmm. can rely on. And again, Sam Williamson or Sam Avila's not place kicking today, but helping out the team any way he can, making the tackle on that kickoff. Landon Nault will get the carry on the zone read. He goes between the tackles and gets to the 31-yard line for about a three-yard gain. Again, no big runs for Nault up to this point. They're going to empty out the backfield. Nault now a slot receiver on the far side left. They look that way. Marshall will sling it out to Landon Nault, but it's going to go off of his helmet. It was up in the air, and if Sam Webb doesn't try and tackle Nault, he's got an easy interception as it hit the helmet of Nault and popped up in the air, but it does go incomplete. Now third and seven coming up. Griffins defended that beautifully. Beautifully Again, looked like Landon Nault had all kinds of room out in the flat, and Sam Webb closed quickly. That ball bounced up in the air. Very dangerous play. Emporia State lucky to still have it. They could get a quick three and out here. Here's a fake handoff. A little bit of pressure, and Marstall gets hit, throws over the middle. It's going to be in traffic, and what a catch, but it's going to be shy of the sticks at the 37-yard line, about a yard short. Going to be complete, and it will be caught by Cole Shoemaker, the tight end, and now will they go for it on fourth and one from their own 37-yard line? It's a full one, and this is a gamble right here. But again, momentum on the Griffin side, and well, they're lined up like they're going to go for it. They have all their timeouts left. Marstall can punt, too, correct? He has punted a couple times. They're going to fake a couple of snaps, and they're going to fake it. Now they will run the football with Nolf, and he will power for it. Ah, it's going to be close. Depends on the spot. It's going to be right near the 38, and that is where they have to get to. It depends on the spot. I think he, he got a pretty good spot. I think he's got it. He got a very generous yep. spot. It's just the across the 38. Boy, what a gamble. Landon Nolf got one. That's what he needed. Well, and if you're Garen Higgins, the way you play and the way the momentum is, you can't afford two straight three and outs. And would have been a huge play for the Griffin defense, but instead Emporia State moves the chains. Marstall claps his hands. Another zone read. Nault will avoid one tackle. And it's shipped up across the 40. Donovan Lukens in there. Excuse me, that's David Siliuto helped make this tackle after just a three-yard gain. That's about all he can get right now. Good job defensively by the... D-line linebackers from Missouri Western. Well, again, Nault not the not overly a speedy back. Again, he gets most of his yards just based on 
take what the defense gives you against so much focus on this passing game. Another handoff to Nolton right there is Anthony Williams, Donovan Lukens, Kobe Cummings combined for the stop. No gain. Third down seven coming up for Emporia State. Talked a lot about having that luxury of the safety that can not only cover but can come up and support in the run as well. We've seen Kobe Cummings line up near the line of scrimmage uh, quite a bit here in the early going and he and a host of other Griffin tacklers got in on the stop of Nolton. And here you go. Third and long. Third and seven. Would be surprised to see some pressure here from the Griffin D. 10-4 45 to go before halftime. 14-7 Griffins. Here's a third down and seven. Just a three-man defensive front. Now make it four. They're going to get some pressure from Siliuta. Mauerstahl scrambles, throws the football away, and the Griffins will force the punt after they convert the fourth down. Markel Fluker, Siliuta giving chase, and Missouri Western's defense back-to-back stops. Well, and again, Griffins only rushed three, but two of the guys made it very difficult for Braxton Marstall to see the field. He broke contain, and again, the receiver he was trying to throw it to, Landon Nault, covered very well by James Husky. Poria State gets the fourth down conversion. Griffith defense responds. It's time to punt for the Hornets again. Tyler Harris, who caught the touchdown pass earlier, is also their punter, averaging 38.1 yards per punt. Dandridge and Carlos Thompson both back deep, end over and kick, and it'll be Carlos from about the 16-yard line, has some room to run to the 25, far sideline, 30, 35. He calls for a block of the 50-yard line, makes a man miss, puts his shoulder pads down low, and gets out to the 42 of Emporia State. Those two guys as punt returners have been dynamic this year. They've got the football back in ESU territory with a 14-7 lead and a timeout on the field. There you see why punters try to punt the ball away from them. Unfortunately for Garen Higgins, his punter, in trying to do so, essentially has given the Griffins good field position anyway. So that time they gamble, punt it down the field, and Carlos Thompson makes him pay. Griffins room service field position once again on this drive. 10-19 to go. Second quarter, 14-7 Griffins here on the Griffins Sports Network. There's a zone read run for James Bailey on the first play of their new drive, and they've got eight yards on first down off right tackle as James Bailey gets to the 35-yard line in Emporia State territory. Now the Griffins will go tempo. They'll speed things up and send three receivers to the near side left. Try and get Emporia. Spinning a little bit. Here's a third on the near sideline for Eli Cunningham. Goes up, makes the catch, turns, and falls down on his back inside the 10 at the 9-yard line. Good coverage on the play on the near sideline, but... Eli Cunningham stretches out, makes the catch, and falls on his back for a first down. Another great opportunity to take a shot. We saw it on the last drive on second and two, take a shot for the end zone. Didn't work out. Griff's converted on third down. That time, second and one, take another shot. What a catch by Eli Cunningham. Well, mark him with the 10. First and goal from the 10-yard line. Bailey the back, two receivers, four side right. Griffin's trying to extend the lead. Zone read, handoff to Bailey, sheds a tackle. Five-yard line to the two, one, Touchdown, Missouri Western. James Bailey from 10 yards away. Griffins lead 20-7 with 9.33 to go. Second quarter. We talked on the first two drives of the game that the Griffin defense was playing on their heels. Why? Emporia State was clicking, converting on downs, completing passes. Now exactly the opposite for this Griffin offense against this Emporia State defense. Emporia on their heels. Griffin's getting huge chunks of yardage on first time, and that time the power of James Bailey, Jr., Griffins have their foot on the pedal, and they're keeping it their opportunity to go up two scores here. Tyler Bashan for the PAT. It's blocked. That's the fifth one he's had blocked this year. And the Griffins have had an issue with that throughout the entire season. So it will stay 20-7 with 9.33 to go here before halftime. Let's go down to the sideline, get a Lons Unlimited sideline report with Chris Roush. Play with the momentum, the physicality this team's playing with. It reminded me a couple weeks ago of the way they played against Washburn. This offensive line right now, these big boys up front, they are pushing around the Emporia State defensive front, 
giving these running backs huge holes to run through, and that's what's key for this Missouri Western offense to be successful. They get the running game going. A 10-yard run for James Bailey. That'll cap off a three-play, 43-yard drive. The highlight of the play was a 25-yard or make it a 27-yard reception down to the 10-yard line by Eli Cunningham. And, again, James Bailey, the other 18 yards on the drive with an 8-yard run and then the 10-yard run to cap it off. And, boy, a 20-7 lead, 20 unanswered for the Griffins. Well, I think Chris said it best, physicality. We have used that term so much with this team this year, and that was the one thing we noticed right out of the gate was this team was just playing much more physical than they had last year. And other than a couple of uh, situations this year, they've kept it up. And that's the one thing this Emporia State team has struggled with a little bit. They are so finesse at times that when teams come in and physical them, they've struggled with it a little bit. Trayvon Jones, the return, and two flags come flying. This may put them back inside the 20-yard line near the 15. Good coverage on special teams, only a 15-yard return. Evan Shohan was there. Marcus Brown helps out. Isaiah Walton was there to help make a stop. It's at the 25. Let's see where they spot the football back. It is a hold against Emporia State. It's from the spot of the foul, and it's going to be back inside the 20. So all of a sudden, the Griffins will put them back at the 15-yard line of Missouri Western. They could get a three and out here. They could get a tremendous field position again. Now, what the Griffins have struggled to, to avoid in road games and in this series especially is we've seen them get unbelievable waves of momentum in the past but again there's been just a a play a missed coverage a a muffed punt a a bad penalty at an inopportune time that has seemed to break all the momentum the griffin this team needs to continue to keep their foot on the pedal and keep emporia state down esu offense struggling mightily right now kai callens the back here's a handoff to callens tries to bounce to the outside marquise caldwell gives chase can't get there he's going to turn the corner and get to the 21 for a six yard gain on first down in between the hash mark and the far side left numbers Dandridge over there to help make the tackle. Also, Marcus Brown. Now, again, they're going to go with their tempo, trying to find another rhythm. They have not had rhythm since that touchdown drive. Collins, big hole off left side. He's going to cut back across the grain at the 35. Jabbar essentially trips him up at the 37. So back-to-back runs for a total of 22 yards now to the 37-yard line. Collins kind of their second back, change of pace, done a good job here. Another handoff, tries to bounce it out, and he will just... Cut back and get four. He's to the 42-yard line. So they found a little rhythm with their offense now, and the Griffins not able to sub. Now Kobe Cummings will jog off under his own power but limps off a little bit. And looks like he's going to get his right ankle looked at. Quick pass far side left, caught by Harris. Dandridge will shove him out of bounds, but it's going to be shy of the sticks. Only a two-yard gain to the 44. Now a third down coming up. Be third down and four from the 44 in their own territory. Chance to get off the field here. We haven't called Justin Brown's name since their touchdown drive. He was active early on. Their top receiver has 21 catches the last two years against the Griffins, including three scores. Kalen I. Jackson out there for Kobe Cummings. Most of the time, offensive coordinators recognize where that matchup is. Let's see if they go at it. Third and four, handoff to Callens, and he will get stoned after a one-yard gain, stood up and driven back. He will be well shy of the sticks. Donovan Lukens, the redshirt freshman, was there. Bowers was right there. Also, Marquise Caldwell. You mentioned Lanai Jackson, Anthony Williams. All get off the pile, and it's going to be a full three yards shy. And the punt team back on for Emporia State. Surprised they ran it there. Very. <laughs> they had success on a couple of plays early in the drive, but throughout this game, they've had a hard time running the football, which most teams have against this Griffin defense. Fourth down and three. They will punt the football with seven and a half to go here in the second quarter. Twenty to seven, Missouri Western. 
Here is Tyler Harris, and he's their receiver as well. End over end kick. Dandridge calls for the fair catch and makes it in some traffic inside the 15 at about the 13-yard line. So that's where the Griffins will take over first down and 10. Have to go a little bit longer now, but as Dave Brown once told me, I don't care where we start. We can get more yards if we're backed up. Absolutely. <laughs> and a good way to look at <laughs> it. And dangerous catch on that punt right was. there by Brandon Dandridge. Again, the rugby-style kickers, you never know how that ball's going to come off their feet. And, uh, again, it almost looked like uh, maybe a little fake was on the more he ran with it. But good job by the Griffins to contain uh, the punter. And, and Brandon Dandridge in traffic, but never a doubt. Had that ball. Griffins take over deep. But as you mentioned, a chance to uh, go on a long drive, eat some clock, and tire out that Emporia State defense more. Low snap handoff. Donald Hawkins spins by a defender and eventually eventually he essentially spun himself into the ground at about the 16. A three-yard gain on first down by Hawkins. They've used all four back so far in the football game. In the contest, the Griffins have 159 yards on 24 plays. They're pretty balanced right now. 96 passing yards and 66 rushing yards. So far, Marino is 10 out of 13 for 96 yards. Seven minutes to play here in the second quarter. Second down, seven from their own 16. Dom will throw it. The ball is tipped and complete to Kilimak. He slips a tackle, and then he's going to try and backpedal for the first down. He's close near the 23-yard line. I think that ball got tipped, and he still caught the football. And Keelan's been their go-to guy. That's his 26th catch of the season, which leads this team. You know, I think this wide receiving core is very underrated when it comes to yards after the catch. Very good at catching and breaking tackles and getting a few extra yards. And again, you go from second and eight, good seven-yard gain. Now third and one, very manageable third down situation. Third down and one yard to go. They marked him shy of the sticks. Griffins have converted their last four third downs. They're four to five in the game. Third and one, handoff Donald Hawkins, and he will stutter step, and will he have it? It's going to be close. (laughs) He tried to, it looks like he's got enough for the first down. It's awful close, and they will move the chains. They won't even measure. So he was able to fight for enough yards. He'll check out, and Shamar Griffith will check into the football game. But nice to have a stable of backs back there for Dave Brown and Coach Williamson. Surprisingly, Emporia State did not clog the box. I figured that was going to be a running play, no doubt, for the Griffins. It was, and... With this offensive line, again, just so physical against most, and they have been against this Emporia defensive line, and very difficult not to gain just one yard there. Donnell did, first and ten. At the 23-yard line, zone read. Don will keep the football. He stutters, and he'll get tackled for a loss. Kind of an awkward tackle back near the 22. He will lose a yard on the play. Good job defensively. Staying home from his linebacker spot on the far side left. Looked like it was Logan Thompson, their stud linebacker. Also out there was Jace McDown, their sophomore, that leads them with 72 tackles coming into the football game. Second and 11 now. Football back of the Griffin 22 with five and a half to go before halftime. 20-7 to seven Missouri Western. Dom will send three receivers to the near side left. It's Barry, Mack, and Cunningham. Wing on the right side is actually it's going to be Attached tight end, Luke Vang. Second down 11. Out of the backfield motion to Shamar. Catches it in space. Going to cut back inside, and he puts his shoulder pass down low and spins up near the 28-29 yard line for a gain of almost six yards. So third down coming up. Third medium for the Griffins. They've converted their last five third downs in this contest. Just as good as a run right there. A nice controlled pass. And again, gets Shamar Griffith out in space where he's best and see if he can make something happen. Gets about half of that uh, half of that uh, loss back. So again, third and five. Manageable situation. Don Marino's been good on third down. Third down and five. Griffins have three receivers just off the right tackle. Isaiah Colbert, single receiver near side left is Joe Horn Jr. The back is Shamar. But that's Donald Hawkins. 
Pocket collapses. Dom will try and scramble near sideline. He's going to throw it away. He avoids the sack, but again, it will be a punt situation coming up for the Griffins. And now there's an injured Griff. That is Donald Hawkins who was trying to block from his running back position. And Marino will check on him. But Dom had no chance that time. And Donnell will take his helmet off in frustration. He's banged up. That was going to be a design quarterback draw. And again, credit Dom Marino for trying to get out of the pocket and uh, make something happen. And a heads-up play by Dom as well. Instead of losing that yardage, he was outside of the pocket. He was behind the line of scrimmage, so he threw it out of bounds. That is a legal play. And now you hope Donnell Hawkins is all right. Again, he tried to pick up the blitz and and uh, took a bit of a violent collision. And uh, Donnell is flat on his back right now. Okay, they brought a lot of pressure on that play. So Donnell down there looking at him right now, but he's in a lot of pain, so hopefully he'll be okay. They're going to help him up, and he's going to walk off under his own power, but a, a pretty noticeable limp right now. He's currently got athletic trainer. It's his right leg. It's going to be an ankle or a knee of some sort. Trying to stretch it out and put more pressure. It looks better the more he's starting to walk, so that's a good sign from Donnell Hawkins. Mace Cradley gave the thumbs up to the Emporia medical staff, so hopefully nothing serious to Donnell. Trying to stretch it out even more. I think he's going to be okay. It just seems that way. So Luke Tyson on the punt for the Griffins. So far he has one punt in the game for 41 yards. That's about his average per punt this year at 40.8. Here's the snap from Jack Muncie. Gets it away. Good punt into the win. Fair catch called for and made by Reed at about the 34-yard line. So good job to flip the field a little bit that time. That will be a 38-yard punt with no return into the win. I think they'll take that in these conditions with 4.13 to play here before halftime. Griff's up 20-7. to Papa John's Pizza is a proud sponsor of Griffin Athletics. Today you can use the Griffin's game day offer at papajohns.com. Just enter the promo code GRIFF50. That's G-R-I-F-50 and get 50% off your regular menu price online order or use the Griffin Everyday Offer entering the promo code 699MOW. Get a large one-topping pizza at PapaJohns.com for $6.99. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's. Braxton Marstall on the offense. Back out on the football field for ESU. And now a fumbled snap back inside the 25. He's have to be buried as Marcus Brown gets the sack. A fumbled snap back there. And Marcus jumps on him back at the 22-yard line for a loss of 12 on first down. And Marcus Brown's had a heck of a football game so far. Sack number three, and with that sack, another $10 donated by Shelter Insurance agents Jerry Linda Myers to Griff's Giving Gifts. Second down and 22 yards to go back at the 22 of Emporia State. 3.45 to go here before the half. Marcus Brown shows blitz. Here he comes from his linebacker spot this time trying to get there. They hold up. Now Marshall will tuck it. He will run. He shakes and dives to about the 25 for a three-yard gain. Third and long coming up. If the Griffs can get a stop here, get the ball back, they only have one timeout left, but if they can get a score before the half, they also get the ball to start the second half. Well, plenty of time, especially if you get the stop. They figure to get it back if they stop him just under three minutes with the timeout. Again, lots of time, but third and long. No unforced errors right here. Again, this is a long conversion. Keep the de- keep the offense in front of you and get off the field. They've got three defensive backs essentially at the sticks on third down and 18 yards to go. Make it about 19 yards to go. Back to throw, Marstall. Looks and he's just going to dump it short for Landon Nault. And a big hit from Sam Webb. Tackle for loss for Webb. Came up and cleaned the clock of Nault on the far side left. Outside the numbers, a loss of one on the play. Fourth and long coming up. And a three and out forced by the Griffin defense again. Are you surprised the way this Emporia offense plays? And I've watched the routes being run really throughout the game. 
they do not run long routes. Don't. They don't take chances, which, again, surprisingly enough, with the way this offense plays, the way it's structured, who they have running, and I'm surprised they don't take more shots down the field. Fourth down and long now. More than about 19 to go. Here is Harris on for the punt, and he's going to run off. He's going to take off and run to the near sideline, and will he get there? He will. We saw this a couple of years ago. Washburn did it twice where they had the rugby-style punt. Everybody was going back to return it. And on that rugby style, he just kept going. All the Griffins had their backs turned, and a run to the 48 in the Griffin territory on the fake punt by Tyler Harris. And that's a killer, and that is that is falling asleep at the wheel. That, is, that can't happen. It's uh, You know, you talk so much about momentum, and those are the types of plays that this Griffin team has just struggled to avoid when they've had their foot on the throttle in situations like this. It's a 26-yard run from Harris. They're going to throw it to Nault out of the backfield again on the far side left. That should be a hold it is. Two flags come out. It's a 10-yard gain. It's coming back. Essentially a tackle on Devin Burrell by Justin Brown, the receiver. And there's 10 yards. He's trying to talk trash. Well, Devin can say, look at the, the, <laughs> the yellow flags on the football field. And I guess that's a luxury you have when your punter is also a wide receiver that's fairly prominent in your yeah. offense and is a senior. And you mentioned it before in the previous punt. It almost looked like he was going to take off that time, and the Griffins had some guys spying him. They didn't this past time. Everybody had their back turned. Well, so much of football is read. What is the defense telling you? What is the coverage team telling you? Quarterbacks look to the sidelines. Punters look to the sidelines. And that time, I think the only two guys that realized that was a fake was the, was the guys returning the football. Yeah. And at that Carlos point, Thompson came flying. But at he that point, if those are the guys that recognize it, it's too late. Play action pass. They want to throw it far left sideline complete. It's going to be at the 50. Good one-on-one tackle on the far sideline by Kobe Cummings for just a six-yard gain. Only a minute 15 left here in the half, so ESU's got a hustle. Emporia does have all three timeouts left. Well, and at this point, again, keep him out of the end zone, and uh, field goal really isn't in play the way this Emporia team plays. Nope, not worried, especially right now. Second down, 10 now after the six-yard gain. It was first and 16 after the hold. Marshall looks to the sideline. They're wasting a lot of time right now looking at the sideline. Down to 53 seconds in the half. Hand off to Nault. He's going to just power his way for about five, but the Griffs will take that. Now Higgins will call a timeout. Garen Higgins, the head coach of the Hornets, in a third and five coming up. Third and about six, actually. And there's only 47 seconds left here in the first half. Let's go down to the sideline, get a Lawns Unlimited sideline report with Chris Roush. Hey, you talked about Cummings in there making a tackle a couple plays ago. He had that right, looked like ankle injury earlier. They wrapped him up pretty quickly. It doesn't look like he's really showing too many signs of that bothering him at this point. So that's a good sign for the Griffins, too. He is, ever since that opening game against Central Missouri, he has been almost in double-figure tackles every week. He had that interception in the end zone against Washburn. He is just, he's around the football. He had the fumble return for a touchdown at Southern two weeks ago. It's been unbelievable what that true freshman has done. Well, and if you ask him, and this is a great sign of a young man that's just humble and, and, and knows he's out there trying to get better every week, he said after that Central Missouri game, he goes, I didn't realize how fast it was until I got out there. And uh, that's a guy that, again, uh, realized it uh, wasn't his best day on the football field, but knew, hey, I got better days ahead of me. Study film. You're in the film room. You work hard in practice. And now he's gone, like I say, from a guy who figured – to really see time on special teams to now uh, being one of the best young safeties, if not one of the best safeties in the MIAA. And the good news is uh, we have him for three more yeah, years after this. No doubt. You'd love to have that red shirt, and, but when he can play like this as a true freshman, you'll take it. Big third down. Griffs would love to keep a two-score lead here at the break. 
They can get that football to start the second half. Third down, six. They bring pressure. They're going to get to Marstall. Going to be short. Is it caught by Brown? It is going to be caught. Kobe Cummings is right there. Almost knocked the football away. It's going to be just short of the first down at the 39-yard line. And now a timeout is going to be called because it is third and about, excuse me, about fourth and about a half yard or so. Boy, Kobe, a good play. He almost knocked that football away. Love the pressure. Fourth and one from the 39 in Griffin Territory with 33 seconds to go. Markel Fluker came right up the middle. He was right in Braxton Marstall's face. And, again, hot route underneath. Kobe Cummings had it covered, but uh, credit Justin Brown, a good catch. But now fourth and one. Emporia State has one timeout left, and this figures to be a running play, does it not? I would think so, no doubt. Missouri Western up 20 to 7. They scored they have scored 20 unanswered points now in the football game after getting down 7 nothing. They're going to put three more seconds on the clock. 36 to go here before the half, but again, Western will get the football to start this second half. Dave, can you believe that 2 weeks from today you will be <laughs> calling real basketball? It is going to be hard to believe. No, it is hard to believe it's going to be here. Small College Basketball Hall of Fame Classic is coming to St. Joe for the first time. An elite field will take uh, take to the court at Civic Arena in St. Joseph, November 3 and 4. The Griffins open the season in that event against Tarleton State, traditional power. That will be the first game for the Griffins at 530 on Saturday, November 3. And then they'll take on Fairmont State, an Elite 8 team from a year ago, uh, at 315 on Sunday. Again, um, those games are at Civic Arena. Those games are not a part of our season ticket package, but you can get tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Very high-level field. We hope you're there in a couple of weeks. Fourth down and a yard to go. Football at the Missouri Western 39. Emporia State looks to the sideline. Let's see what they do here. Griffins with their traditional four-man front, showing some pressure. And a hand on Nova as a fake, and Marstall keeps it. He's going to get hit for a first down at the 35, so picks up four. They've got a hustle, though, now. Well, one of the offensive linemen laying on top of Markel Fluker in the backfield, but that's wasting time for them. The clock does stop as they move the chains with 30 seconds, and it's ticking away now. They only have one timeout remaining. Down to 35 seconds. Or, excuse me, at the 35-yard line. Here's a snap back. Another handoff for Nault. They're running the football with 20 seconds to go. They burned their last timeout, and they haven't made a field goal this season. Interesting play calling from Garen Higgins and the offensive staff. Now, the scoreboard says they have two timeouts. Obviously, the scoreboard's not official, but I'm pretty sure this was the last one. It and has to be, yeah. Very bizarre play calling. It'll be second down, but that's almost a moot point right now. There's only 18 seconds, and now they take away all the timeouts. So no timeouts remaining. The clock stops again if you get a first down, but if you don't, you're going to have a hard time getting lined up and trying to get a get the ball clocked and then try a long field goal, which, again, their longest attempt this year, just attempt, is 31 yards, and they're 0 for 3 with two different kickers. And we have not seen Braxton Marstall take a shot, really, at all, knock on wood. Hopefully it's not this time around. But, again, Emporia State just very content with the short routes to the sideline, short routes over the middle. Now short routes over the middle play right into the Griffins' hands with just 18 seconds to go here in the first half. But I think we all agree... You cannot give up a touchdown on this drive. Yeah, no doubt. You cannot give up a touchdown. You still have the momentum. You get the ball starting the second half. And, again, you figured to have the ball here, except the fake punt kept the drive alive. But I think if you can get off the field without giving up any points or a field goal at most, you still have the momentum going into the locker room. Out of timeouts, 18 seconds. They will send three receivers now outside the numbers here on the near side. Let's see if they try and go one-on-one. They do go one-on-one to the far sideline, but nowhere to go. Going to throw it over the middle for Denzel Strong. Gets to the outside, and a flag comes down late, and it's going to be a late hit out of bounds by Jabbar Miles. There's also a 
I think a roughing the passer on Marcus Brown again. They're going to assess so both be, of those. There's going to be two 15-yarders, which essentially will go half the distance twice, and they've got the football down to the 14-yard line, so probably down to the 7, 3.5-yard line, somewhere down in there. And here we go. Here's the two fouls. Roughing the passer, number 30. After the goal the dead ball spot. After the play, personal foul. I'm going to say Russell. Number five, another half the distance. First down, 46. So nine seconds, they probably have one shot at the end zone, and then you kick a field goal unless they want to take two shots at the end zone right now. But you mentioned it. It's imperative. They've got to keep them out of the end zone right now. And the clock will start as soon as they set the football. So they're hustling up down to the four-yard line. It was an innocent pass that was over the middle for five yards, and he had a chance to tackle Denzel Strong in bounds. Now they're waiting for a second here. He was out of bounds, so the clock is not going to run once they spot the football. And now they're waiting to substitute. Now they're going to bring some more offensive linemen in. So they've got an extra offensive lineman as a tackle from the four-yard line. Nine seconds left. They don't have a timeout. They've got to go to the end zone. Yeah, they're not going to run the ball here. Justin Brown is split to the far side left. It's going to be one-on-one, and a pass is going to be caught by Brown on a slant. He beat Sam Webb. And Justin Brown, his fourth touchdown against the Griffins the last three years. And that's a big, big score for ESU. That hurts. You, you, you potentially, again, can't look into the crystal ball, but you potentially could have had the ball, could have scored a touchdown and been on 27-7 in the locker room, knowing you're going to get the football coming out of the halftime locker room. And instead, a fake punt, which is a mental letdown. Uh, again, special teams just fell asleep at the wheel. And then you've got... Not one, but two personal foul penalties that give ESU the ball first and goal on the three. And instead of a big lead at the half, you're holding on 20-14 to 14 with five seconds to go in the second quarter. And now flags come down because they roughed the kicker. So all of a sudden, the Griffins are back to their penalty ways, and a lot of them are 15-yarders that won't go for 15 yards on the stat sheet because they're half the distance. But this stuff's got to stop. It's unforced errors, and especially on the road, it keeps you from winning football games. And uh, again, 30 minutes to go, long way to go again. But football, and, and, and any sport for that matter, is so much about momentum. And this Griffin team had it, and now it's back on the side of the home team as they go into the halftime locker room. Five seconds left, and again, they had a one-on-one matchup. Sam Webb didn't play the slant very well that time on Justin Brown either, and then he got beat with that inside release, and the Griffins now find themselves only up by six here at the break. It's 20-14 to 14 now with five seconds to go here before halftime. Let's go down to the sideline, get a Lons and a little sideline report with Chris Roush. Uh, you look over the sideline, there's frustration by Coach Williamson and his coaching staff, and really the whole sideline, because, again, you guys talked about it. That was three personal foul penalties in three plays, two on the same play. And that gives them for you to save the ball inside the five-yard line. Right, you talked about it, momentum. You can kind of feel it shifting right here before the half. You're right, though, Brett. They could have got a stop, got the ball back, potentially score, but if not score, at least take time off the clock and be up 20-7 to easily at halftime. Well, and again, knowing who the punter is and knowing, in theory, what he's capable of and knowing you've been burned on that play in the past, it's uh, it's it's it, it's got to be frustrating uh, to see how that, that unfolds. And it's not like that was a fourth and five. Mm-hmm. That was a fourth and 19. Yep. 
Let's see if they onside kick this. They will not. They're going to kick it deep, and it'll go out of the end zone. So they kicked off from the 50 because of the personal foul on the PAT. But, heck, you might as well try and onside that thing and try and recover around the 40 and then maybe take a shot. But they don't try it. They kick it deep, and the Griffins will probably kneel down and go to the locker room up by six. Get on the road up six at halftime. You'll take it. But, boy, against this team, especially the last two times they've played, two years ago they had a 14-point lead here and lost. Last year, they had a 10-point lead in the third quarter and lost. They have struggled to hold on to leads against this football team in years past, and they could have been up at least 13 at the break. So they kneel down. That'll do it for our first half of play. Despite all of that, the Griffins do lead on the road at the break at halftime. It's Missouri Western 20 and Emporia State 14. Up next is the Missouri Western State University Foundation halftime show with your gift to Missouri Western. Everything is possible. You're listening to Missouri Western Football right here on the Griffin Sports Network. We continue from Wealth Stadium. This is the Missouri Western State University Foundation halftime show. Let's go down to the sideline as Chris Roush is with Matt Williamson. All right, Coach. You know, first half, you know, that last drive in Poria State, they had the fourth and 19 punt. You know, they got the first down, a couple of penalties there. Just how does this team kind of, you know, bounce back from allowing that late touchdown there in the first half? Oh, we challenged them. We went in the halftime. I mean, uh, made a couple mistakes, um, some personal fouls. They continued drives. The uh, special teams freaking debacle. Uh, that was on me. Uh, absolutely disappointed. Kind of let them get a breath of air. I talked to about once you take the air out of a team, it's, let's not let them get it back. And I think they got a little bit right there. But we're going to have to start out right out of the gate and play really, really well in the second half. Um, and we talked to our team, and we played really well in the second half, and I challenged them to come out and continue to do what we've been doing. And, and uh, we're moving the ball up and down the field. We're, we're executing on offense. We're doing some really good things on defense. We knew that they would complete things and get some first downs on defense. Um, but we're making plays when we need to make plays. We've just got to continue. I challenge them to come take it to another level the second half and see if we can get after their tail. For the most part, the defense able to contain that offense, but how do you – slow down against an offense that's that hurry up that not many want to play they want to run that many plays how do you slow down and disrupt their tempo well it's, it's really tough you got to get them off of their first you know if they're getting four or five yards on first down every single time they're going to go super super fast it's an incomplete ball a misread a stop on the run where they put them in long yardage they kind of slow down at that point then if they're getting first downs and completing balls and making things happen they just got plays they just run up the line and run so all right we struggle with it, as you first saw in the first, the very first series we went against. Our kids freak out. They know, oh, this is faster than we practice. Well, yeah, it is. It's really, really fast. And once we calmed down, understood what they're trying to do, then we were able to settle a little bit. We played a little bit better. All right, thanks, Coach. Thank you. All right, Chris, thank you very much. Our sideline reports and our interview with Coach Williamson brought to you by Lawns Unlimited, quality and service since 1983, and Griffin Proud. Missouri Western up 20-14 to 14, as we were just about set for the third quarter of play, and they get the football to start this second half. You know, this has been a second-half team this it year, is. Dave, uh, other than a couple of exceptions. Again, we saw it uh, last week, and I think when Coach Williamson tells you he got after him a little bit, I'm sure he probably did get after him a little bit. And to this team's credit, they responded very well last week. Uh, completely different situation in this week's game. But tell you what, it, the first drive of the second half is always huge. It is magnified in this game because of how the first half ended. But, uh, again, you can't come out and go three and out. I think Dave Brown's got to stick to his game plan. And, you know, he took some shots early in the first half. That's that's kind of the M.O. of, of, of Dave Brown when, when he's uh, got some things he wants to take shots with. But I think this team needs to come out, stick to the bread and butter. They got some huge runs on first down, which opened up the playbook wide open on second and short. And so I think you stick to that same plan. 
Uh, take care of the ball. Do the little things. And, uh, you know, if you could just cut down on those mental errors, I think this team's got an excellent chance to come out victorious over the next 30 minutes. Yeah, luckily for the Griffs, they have seven penalties for 67 yards, but Emporia's offset that. They have six for 68, so it's been a wash. But the Griffins have got to clean that up. We've talked about it all year long. They're one of the most penalized teams in the nation. They're 151st in penalties out of 161 teams in the, in the nation, not just the league, and they're worst in the MIAA. Griffs will go into the wind here in the third quarter, so they'll have the wind at their back. As you could hear during Coach Williamson's interview, the wind is still howling down there. So, again, they'll go into the wind. That's why this is pretty imperative not to go three and out and drive here on this possession and at least flip the field, if anything. Kicking off for Emporia State will be Clark Schoonover. Back deep, Carlos Thompson and Shamar Griffith. Here's the kick with the wind. It's returnable, and Carlos from about the three-yard line. He comes across the far side numbers to the 25-yard line. Gets spun down, but a flag comes out. And those are almost always holes or blocks in the back. And going to push the Griffins back inside the 20-yard line. Now it's even more imperative not to go three and out right now. You mentioned seven penalties, 67 yards to the Griffins in the first half. ESU offset that six for 68. And looks like penalty number eight will be a block in the back. And what would have been okay field position now will start deep in Griffin territory. It is a hold on Austin Lindsay, the backup linebacker and younger brother of Cody Lindsay, who was a tremendous player for the Griffins. And now that puts it back to the 17-yard line. So Missouri Western, see if they run the football a little bit more consistently. They only had 16 runs in the first half and 15 passes. Balance, but see if they start to run the football a little bit more and take control of the line of scrimmage. Keelan Mack will go in motion. There's a handoff to Shamar, and he gets hogtied across the 20 to the 21. He had a big hole, and he accelerated for four, but again, an arm kind of clotheslined him and threw him down after a four-yard pickup to the 21. Tell you what, Shamar Griffith has been very close to sliding through that hole and slipping into the secondary. We saw it once in the first half on a play like that. Almost saw it right there. Tell you what, if, 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 if we continue with that type of action, he is going to break one of those at some point. Here's a second play of this third quarter, 20-14 to 14, Missouri Western. Second down and six from their own 21-yard line. Going to throw a quick out to the near side, overthrown. Open was Mack. He turns up field and probably has an easy first down, but it was overthrown and incomplete. And now a big third and six here coming up on the first drive of the third quarter. Just a little bit of a pick play. Cunningham and Mack were lined up wide left, and Cunningham took off straight down the field, took both defenders with him. Keelan Mack was open and just overthrown and... Here's what you've got to avoid. You could not go third, three and out on this opening drive of the second half. Griffs need to convert this third and five. Western five out of seven on their third down conversions in the first 30 minutes. Short motion right side from Joe Horn. Back to throw. Dom throws it over the middle of the football field. Open his horn. Goes down low. Makes the catch. Slides and points for a first down at the 40-yard line. An 18-yard pickup to Joe Horn. His second catch of the football game. And another big third down conversion. It starts with protection. The five guys up front. Beautiful pocket. Dom Marino surveyed the field. Those were long routes out for that pattern. And Dom stepped up through a pretty strike and a great chain-moving catch by Joe Horn, Jr. And flipped it a little bit already to the 40-yard line. Twin receivers to the near side left, one to the far side right. Griffith, the deep back, gets a handoff. He high steps over a defender and then gets spun down. It is Parker Bass, last week's MIAA Defensive Player of the Week, making the tackle, but still a three-yard gain on first down to the 42-yard, make it 43-yard line. Just a three-yard gain, but again, this Griffin offensive line controlling the line of scrimmage. That was a downhill run. Griffins keep doing that. Again, like I mentioned, Shamar Griffith is going to break one if he keeps continuing to get chances like that. Carlos Thompson, Luke Vang, Brock Broughton through receivers just off left tackle here on the near side and a bunch. 
Joe Horn, Jr., the split into the far side right. Second and seven. In the Griffin 43 zone read again. Here's a handoff to Bailey. He breaks his tackle, stays on his feet, and powers his way across the 40 just outside the hash mark in between the hash and the number to the 48 in Emporia territory for a nine-yard hard-nosed run from James Bailey, Jr. Boy, is he hard to bring down or what? Six foot 205, and he runs so much harder than that. And again, big hole on the right side. He was stopped at about a four-yard gain, and he just carried tacklers the rest of the way. Griff's on the move now in Emporia State Territory. Back-to-back first downs for the Western offense. Two minutes, ten seconds into the second half. Griffins have the football. Here's a counterplay to the near side for Bailey. A patient run, but nowhere to go. He's going to get back to the line of scrimmage. Almost lost some yardage, but picked his way and got back to the line of scrimmage. Kate Harrelson, redshirt freshman linebacker, makes the tackle. Now he's down the play at the 48-yard line. Second and 10 coming up for Missouri Western. It's an RPO that Dom handed it off a little bit too late. And in the process, uh, credit to Poria's defense. They had that sniffed out. And James Bailey Jr., good job by him just to get back to the line of scrimmage. And now, as you mentioned, the guy that made the tackle, Cade Harrelson, the redshirt freshman from Davenport, Oklahoma, is down on his back. 12.33 to go. We are in the third quarter. Missouri Western with a 20-14 lead. As we mentioned, we talked about men's basketball. Women's basketball, we'll actually get our first look at them Monday, October 29th. October one, one 29th. One from Monday. And pretty good look as well yeah. as they'll go down to Mizzou and play the Tigers in an exhibition game. Of course, Mizzou had a great great year last year. They have almost everybody back from that team, including Sophie Cunningham. But certainly a lot of intrigue around Rob Edmondson's club as well. Obviously, the story of last year was injuries. And the good news is, knock on wood, everybody is healthy and looks like a lot of options on Rob Edmondson's team. Yeah, no doubt. They've uh... <laughs> As as much as they lacked in depth a year ago because of all the injuries, they've got a boatload of it right now, and hopefully it'll stay healthy here in this 2018-2019 campaign. Looking forward to the basketball season, which, again, they're now through their first week of practices and getting set for action here in just a couple of weeks. Harrelson comes off the field under his own power. Griffin women will open up on the road. They will debut in the Fieldhouse Saturday, November 17th against Regis at 1.30 p.m. Second down 10 for the Griffins at the Emporia State 48-yard line. Shamar back in the game as the back behind Don Marino in the pistol. Two receivers to the far side right. Marino, two-step drop, going to take off and run. He's going to make a man miss to the 25 and power to the 44-yard line for a four-yard gain. Now a third and six. Big third down again coming up. Griffs are six for eight on their third downs. Dom probably was dead to right to be sacked. But again, quarterbacks like Dom always have their feet moving. Was able to scramble out just enough. And instead of a five-yard loss, it's a four Four-yard gain. Another manageable situation, third and six. On the near side, left hash. Eli Cunningham is checked in. A two-by-two formation. Two receivers each way. Shamar is the back. He is behind Marino. Short motion from Joe Horn again. Dom looks to go quarter with a wide receiver screen to Kyle Berry. Going to come all the way across the football field. Has nowhere to go. Going to lose yardage. Tried to circle back across the football field on the wide receiver screen of the far side right. Came all the way near the numbers on the near side left. And going to lose four yards. And the Griffins will have to punt the football at the 48 in Emporia State Territory. Those screen plays, there's so much about timing. Whether you're throwing it to the running back, whether you're throwing it to the wide out. It was set up. But Dom's footwork was a little off through the timing of the playoff. And had that ball gotten to Kyle Berry on time, I think Kyle could have turned up the field and run a little bit. Instead, timing was off just a bit. He had to circle the field. And, again, Emporia State defense corralled the ball, got a big stop. Luke Tice, good spiraling punt. 
it will be fair caught as the wind holds it up just inside the 20 at about the 19-yard line. So they did flip the field, got two first downs. They flipped the field. It's at the 20-yard line exactly as Kai Collins made the fair catch call for, and that will give the football to Emporia State. 10.59 to go here in the third quarter, but because of a missed PAT, a blocked PAT, a touchdown on PAT could give Emporia State the lead. It's a 20-14 Missouri Western lead. Didn't get points, but you moved the chains a couple of times, and now this defense needs to go back to work for the most part in the first half. It uh, was very, very good. Marstall, zone read, handoff to Landon Hall. Here's his biggest run of the football game, spun down by Devin Burrell, but it's going to go for 16 yards right between the hash marks to the 36, and now they'll go with their up-tempo offense. And now an injured Griffin down. At about the 46-yard line, back behind the play. And I think that's Burrell, the young man who made the tackle, the former college point guard at Cerritos College out in California. He's pretty new to football, but he is down, and they're going to come check on him. Yeah, Devin got up and was kind of trying to hobble off the field. And again, how Emporia State plays, that you just <laughs> you don't have a lot of time to get off the field. And so kind of a heads-up move right there by Devin. If you're hurt, get down. He does, and plays Crowley out checking on him. Burrell playing quite a few snaps right now. He's He and Quentin Polk, kind of a, a platoon system at one of those safety spots. And Burrell actually one of the top tacklers on this Griffin football team. Let's go down to the sideline, get a Lawns unlimited sideline report with Chris Roush. Well, he's trying to run off the field, and Coach Richter is telling him, hey, slow down. Because like we talked about, Emporia State tries to hurry up and go with it. Now he's on the ground. I don't. I can't really tell because it first looked like it was like his left arm. But now they're, they're checking him out pretty much right around his mid-abdomen and everything like that, too. So I can't really tell what he did on the play. You know, one thing we haven't really talked about in this football game is Arnold Creighton was slated to start the football game, but he he got a deep thigh bruise in last week's loss to Central Oklahoma, and he missed some practice early in the week. Now Burrell will jog off the field under his own power. But Creighton has not been in this football game, so he has not played. I think he's in street clothes and will not play in the game. So that's a big loss. He's been there one if not their best, one of their best defensive ends. What are you missing with Arnold Creighton? You're missing 23 tackles, four and a half tackles for loss, two sacks. He's broken up two passes. He's got five quarterback hurries. And just his presence out there, again, we've talked about him a lot. He's a guy you just have to know where he's at on the field. Hurts not having Arnold out there today. First and 10 from Emporia State, down 20 to 14. 10.38 to go third quarter. Marstall play action pass. Has plenty of time to throw the football. He stands in the pocket, throws it deep down the football foot. Open is Harris. He beats Sam Webb, makes the catch the 20. Angles near sideline. Touchdown, Emporia State. Harris's second touchdown reception. This one from 64 yards away. And Sam Webb got beat deep on the post. And Emporia State's tied the game at 20. And I mentioned this is an Emporia State offense that does not run a lot of deep patterns. That was the exception to that rule. And, again, they have played Tyler Harris man coverage, and often it's been Brandon Dandridge on him. That time it was Sam Webb. And, again, pretty pass. Harris got behind Webb, and all of a sudden this extra point is going to give Emporia State the lead. 26 to play here in the third quarter. Their first big play of this football game. The PAT is up, and the PAT is good. 21-20, Emporia State has their first lead since it was 7-0. And again, we have 10-26 to go third quarter. Listen to Missouri Western football on the Griffin Sports Network. 
10-26 to go here in the third quarter. A two-play 80-yard drive, a 64-yard touchdown pass to Tyler Harris's second reception for a TD in the football game. And now the Griffins find themselves down 21-20 here early third quarter, and they get the football back. This offense has got to string something together and get a scoring drive going. They've been shut down their last couple of drives. Well, no need to panic. Again, it is, as we mentioned, so hard to win on the road and play on the road. And, you know, you're going to meet adversity. And this Griffin team met adversity early in the game and then really for the better part of the first half was was in control of the game. But now adversity struck again, and we've seen a 20-7 to lead go now to a 21-20 deficit. And this team needs to come out, be patient, relax, stick to the game plan, and, and go down and, and take the lead again. There's the kick by Schoonover. It's going to be a sky kick to the near sideline. Shamar on the run will get it at about the 14-yard line. Has a head of steam to the 25 to the 30. Bounces outside. He's at the 40-yard line, 45. The kicker slows him down near midfield, but a great return by Shamar to put the football at the 49-yard line in their own territory. First and 10, Missouri Western right at midfield. I'll tell you what, Dave, more often than not, those short kicks come up to bite you. Yeah. And, again, there's so many guys on the field that it's not just your return man. Typically there's a couple other guys out there that can, that can return a two. Heady play by Shamar Griffith to come up and catch that pun. And again, Griffin's had it blocked beautifully. He broke one tackle. And now, again, Griffin's excellent chance at midfield to gain regain control of this game. Griffs have to come up with some points here. They put the football at the 50, so it's right on the midfield stripe. Carlos Thompson will come in late. A double wing formation. Shamar is one of those back zone read. A handoff to Shamar. He'll cut up inside and going to get four to the 46-yard line as Missouri Western gets four on first down. Whenever they're getting three or four on first down, it seems like then they, they kind of get in a rhythm. But when they get behind the chains or second and ten, then all of a sudden that's going to kind of derail the drive. Well, the first down play obviously dictates the series. And the Griffins, for the most part in this game, have done a good job of getting a minimum of five yards. And that time, an RPO again. We saw that look in the first half where Shamar Griffith kind of lined up with a split-in position. Came on a jet sweep and got the ball. Good gain on first down. Second down, six from the Emporia, 46. Let's see if they can cash in and answer the Emporia drive. Turn, give. Here's James Bailey. Cut back, run to the 44, 43. He'll get three. And that chops it in half from a third, from a second and six to a third and three now. And boy, with momentum on Emporia State's side, depending on what happens this play, it's almost four down territory. I would think about it. I, uh, again, you know, it's we saw Garen Higgins and his willingness to take a chance uh, in the first half in a similar situation. I think if this play does not come up positive for the Griffins and moving the chains, I, I think Matt Williamson's got to make a similar decision. They bring in an extra offensive lineman right now, Jared DeVoe on third down and three, a running formation. They're going to throw the football, look for a slant and a bad pass from Mark Marino. Try to get to Carlos Thompson, and he just threw it way too far in front of Carlos to make the catch. Interesting. Corey State only had 10 men on the field, too. They ran a linebacker out late, and um, again, tough, uh, tough conversion, and Griffins will punt the football here. From the 43-yard line, they will punt the football, and again, 10 guys lined up. So they've had it first and 10 now from the 50 on this possession. They got it to the 48 in Emporia State territory with a first and 10. They've had the football in that same area like they had last week against Central Oklahoma, just across the 50, and not able to move the ball. Here's a high kick inside the 10 at the 10. Now move back. Callens will fumble the football. Did he get back on it? I think he did. It's going to scoot up to the 14-yard line. Garen Higgins thinks that there should be interference on that. They'll mark it to the 13, but Callens able to jump back on it as he muffed the punt. Now they mark it to the 14. So first down and 10 for Emporia State. With well, this, this offense just... 
not consistent right now. They looked so good on those three consecutive scoring drives, now having a hard time consistently moving the football. Well, and it's just so much about rhythm. Offense is so much about rhythm. And, again, the Griffins have been so good running the ball that I think they feel like they've got to mix in pass. And I just – I'm almost not so sure third and three in that situation isn't another running down with as successful as they've been on the ground. Only 23 rushes for 97 yards in this football game. They have thrown the football so far in the contest 19 times, so it's almost 50-50, but you almost look like the Griffins need to run the football on that third down play and set up a fourth and short if need be. And, again, the way they've ran the football, they're getting three or four yards a pop. Hey, don't forget opening two and a half hours prior to kickoff and home football games. Join us in the Plaza and Biological Services tailgate zone for live music, inflatable games for kids of all ages, and promotional giveaway. And again, new this season, 90 prime parking spots are open in Lot H on a first-come, first-served basis. Our live music band this week. We have the Dixie Union Band out for homecoming. They'll be back next Saturday as well. Very good country band set up right in front of the stadium. We hope you're out. Weather uh, long-term right now looks pretty good. Looks like it's going to be a good fall day at Spratt Stadium. Again, it's the Rogers Pharmacy Hall of Fame game a week from today, 1 o'clock kick against Pittsburgh State. Again, our Hall of Fame induction will be this coming Friday night in Fulkerson Center at 7 p.m. Uh, we'll recognize the class of Steve Craig, Dana Wirtz, Griffin softball pit pitcher, uh, Dave Slifer, former head women's basketball coach, 1995 to 2004, Jenny Marr, who was a very good post player for the Griffins uh, in the mid-90s, and also Philip Nelson, very good offensive lineman. That's our class for information on how to attend the Hall of Fame next Friday night in Fulkerson. Visit GoGriffins.com. Emporia State takes over from their own 14-yard line. They had a two-play 80-yard drive the last time out there, 21-20. Here's a pass over the middle, and Harris gets blown up by Miles. He makes the catch, though, at the 21 for a 7-yard gain. Now an 8-yard gain to the 22, and the now a second and two coming up for ESU. And some holes in this Griffin defense got to adjust, so those up and restore order in this game. Pressure going to throw it quick side. It's going to go through the hands of Harris incomplete. Devin Burrell was right there, but again, that would have gone for a first down. He can't make the catch, and now it'll be a third down and two. Football is at their own 22-yard line. We have... 8.31 to go third quarter, Emporia State 21, Missouri Western 20. Running play right here, I think, don't you think? I would think they so. They have shown that look in this game more often than not, especially deep in their own territory. Griffin's on the interior. Better be ready to, to, to block those gaps up front. We've got two backs in this formation out of the gun. Griffin show blitz. Just a three-man defensive front, three linebackers as well. Now they're going to throw the football over the middle. It's going to be complete, and... It's going to be to the 31-yard line, making the catch is Justin Brown to the 31. They will gain nine, move the chains. Now they can pick up their tempo, and they will. They'll get up and snap the ball right now on a first and ten. Hand off to Landon Nolt. Big hole again up the middle. Jabbar Miles comes up to make the stop, but it's going to be an eight-yard gain to the 39 on first and ten for Nolt. Tyler Vasca is still down. He got pancaked by the Aporia State Center right in the middle of that play, and Tyler's still on his back, and... Blaze Criley and training staff come out again. See Blaze on the field a little bit too much today. Too much. I don't think anything serious right now, but Tyler Baska banged up right now. Let's go back down to Chris on the sideline. Yeah, it looks like either his left arm or like left shoulder, chest area. That's where he's not really moving at all. They're kind of trying to figure it out because, yeah, the left arm hasn't moved much, and his right arm's across his chest. So, yeah, maybe either left shoulder, left arm area. We have 8.09 to go here in the third quarter. Our sideline reports are brought to you by Lawns Unlimited, quality and service since 1983. And Griffin Proud in the game, Braxton Marstall, 24 out of 30, only six incompletions for 216 yards. They have the big 64-yarder for a score. He's thrown for three touchdowns, and two of them have gone to Tyler Harris. Dom's been 
pretty good in the game. He has six incompletions as well. He's 13 for 19, but just for 117. And you know, let's see if they are more consistent with their run game here. They've kind of they've had some interesting play calls where they've thrown it on running downs here, and had some situations where they ended up not getting first downs, having to punt the football. Now Tyler Basket comes off under his own power. Well, they've had some success in the first, in, here in the second half of just those quick lead handoff plays right up the middle to Nault, and he's 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 gotten lots of positive yardage on both of the both of the handoffs. In fact, both carries have gone for over ten yards, and so uh, credit the Emporia State offensive line, good blocking up front, but Griffin defensive line not able to stuff those gaps, allowing the big yardage. Second down and two, the footballs at their own thirty-nine yard line. Emporia State left to right, up twenty-one twenty-eight to go here in the third quarter. Marstall has time, throws it, fade pass, near sideline. Great coverage by Sam Webb. He had no chance to catch the football, thrown a little bit too far inside for the receiver Jordan Reed to make the catch, but great coverage by Sam Webb down the football field. Another third and two coming up for Emporia. Well, again, if you're going to take your shot, take it on second and two. Again, nothing really lost there. Now Emporia State will go tight formation, probably look for a short, controlled pass. No, we'll go in motion to the backfield. Now he's to the left in the shotgun. They fake the snap, and now there's movement on, and they will call a false start. They were in a stance, and the Griffins kind of faked like they were going to blitz, and then one of the offensive linemen got out of his stance, and I think they'll call a false start. They threw the flag. The Griffin coaching staff wanted the false start. The defense wanted a false start. They didn't throw it. Finally did throw it. Let's see if they mark it off. Oh, my oh wow. I'll tell you what. They're going to call him a, a Markel Fluker. And they're going to say that he made the offensive lineman move, but he never came across the line of scrimmage. Markell acted like he was going to blitz, but again, he never crossed the line of scrimmage. That's a break Kinda for Emporia State. feeling when all of the stripes got together to talk that that's how it was going to turn out. First down and 10 now at the 44-yard line of their own territory. Play action pass again. Throw far side left. It's complete to Harris, and then he gets buried by Kobe Cummings on that far sideline. It's going to be a gain of the 49, though, in the Griffin territory, and a gain of seven on first down. Now they're going to give him a great spot at eight-yard game. Boy, Tyler Harris has been their go-to guy in this game. Again, a lot of pomp and circumstance around Justin Brown, and he's made a couple of big catches, but Harris has been their guy in this game. Seven catches, fumbled snap a little bit, and now Marstall going to throw it to the near sideline and throws it away. Boy, he got the snap and kind of bobbled it, and that really disrupted the timing, so then he had to chuck the football to the near sideline and just throw it over everybody's head. Now live to play another down. It's third down and two now, and they've lived on third and twos here on this drive, already converted two of them. This one in Griffin territory at the 48. They lead 21-20 with seven and a half to go halfway through this third quarter. ESU on the move again. This drive began their own 14-yard line. Griffin defense needs to get off the field. They will bring a ton of pressure. They get to Marstall. They hit him, but he throws in the flat. It's going to be incomplete. Nault tried to make a one-hand catch behind him. Probably could have got a first down. He can't make the grab. And now fourth and two from the Missouri Western 48. And it looks like the punt team will go out on the field. Good plays all the way around. Justin Richter dialed up a blitz. Exactly the right call on that play. James Husky, good job of getting after Braxton Marstall. Marstall, good job of getting rid of it. And I tell you what, almost a heroic one-handed catch by Landon Nald. And had he come up with that, he would have gotten the first down. He might still be running. He did not. Good job by the Griffin defense. They force a punt. They need to make sure that Harris punts this yes. football here. Fourth and two, Tyler Harris. Again, the receiver has seven catches, and they will play it right this time. 
A deep punt will go inside the five, a hit at the goal line, and now it will bound into the end zone, so a touchback, and that will only be a 28-yard net punt. Griffins will take over at the 20-yard line. First down and 10 as Missouri Western trails 21-20 with 7.17 to go here in the third quarter. Okay, Griffins have had the football twice. I've had a couple of first downs, and again, we mentioned offense is so much about rhythm, and uh, Griffins have had success running the football they need to continue to run the football first. Now they've run it 42 plays in this game to this point for 214 yards. They've got 97 rushing yards, but again, the Only big 23 on rushes. Only 23 rushes the entire game. Surprising after going for 300 last week and over 300 a year ago. They set up a screen pass caught by Donald Hawkins, but it's going to go for nothing. Actually a loss on the play of a yard back to the 19-yard line. Good job defensively at that time. To sniff that out, one of their linebackers is injured now. He's laying down on the far side. It was Logan Thompson, their outside linebacker. Good to see Donnell back out there again. He went off uh, injured late in the second quarter and had a feeling you'd see him back in the game. He was down, but it took him a while to get off the field. But uh, good to see Donnell out there, but no gain. Actually, a loss of one on that play. Thompson began his career at Kansas State. He's from Sedgwick, Kansas. Went to K-State and then... Didn't work out there. Transferred to Emporia State. 7.05 to go third quarter. Missouri Western trailing by one now. 21-22 Emporia. Griffins have the football second down and 11. Football thrown 19-yard line. Big drive for this offense. They've got to get something going, get some rhythm. Credit Emporia State's defense. They have adjusted. Again, they were really on their heels late in the first quarter, early in the second quarter. And, You know, again, they thrive off the momentum as well. Again, Griffin's making some mental mistakes at the end of the second quarter, and this Emporia defense thriving off the the momentum from the Emporia offense, and they've played well here early in the second second half. Hand off to Keelan Mack on the fly sweep. He's going to try and cut inside, gets a couple extra yards, but not a lot there. They'll give him forward progress to the 22-yard line on that fly sweep across the formation, and now it's a third long coming up. Third down and about eight football at their own 22-yard line. And again, they're still going into the win, so... You don't want to punt from this deep. The wind has been a factor in the kicking game, especially when you're going this direction. We saw in a similar down and distance on the first drive of the second half, a straight drop back. And this Griffin offensive line has done a good job forming a pocket for Don Marino, allowing him to step up and step into a throw. These routes need to be down the field. Two-step drop, receivers both ways. Don will step up in the pocket, scrambles to the right side, gets a block. He's back to the 10-yard line, fires across the middle of the football field, intercepted a on a terrible throw by Don Marino. A flag goes flying. And are they going to call this incomplete? They did call it incomplete, I believe, and that that was a huge break for Don Marino. That is not a good throw across his body back into the middle of the field. He's right in the middle, and there were no Griffins on the play. So it's going to be incomplete. Let's see what the flag is. It was thrown right in the middle. There's no flag on the play because the pass was incomplete. I think it was going to be on the return if there was something, but it falls incomplete. How close was that to being a pick, Chris? Uh, just maybe inches away. I mean, that was a throw back across his body. He was basically out of bounds right beside me. Very dangerous throw by Don Marino. Well, there was no Griffin in the area. There were a couple of Hornets, and that's probably why it was incomplete. They were kind of fighting to get the interception. So Luke Tice needs a big punt here into the wind. A strong North wind today. Luke Tice's third punt into it. A low wobbly kick, not deep. Going to be fair caught at the 48-yard line. You know, they don't I don't agree flag. with that That flag. is not a flag. That is not a You're penalty. exactly right. Kai Callens came up to make the catch at the 48, and he 
Sold at that time, he fell backward. The Griffin player was just standing there, but he had to go get it. Boy, I hope they pick this up. I don't think they're going to, though. There okay, go. they did. The receiver ran into the player. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> Poor didn't like it, but that is exactly what happened. But only a 24-yard punt. The Griffins' defense needs to step up. Emporia takes over. they got momentum on their side, and they've got the football in Griffin territory at the 48. And really the first time today this Griffin defense has had their backs against the wall. Emporia started every drive in this game in their own territory, but crucial moment. Six minutes to go here in the third quarter. Griff's down by just one, but Emporia now, the team that's got a chance to to build this lead and keep their foot on the gas. Marstall sends a man in motion. It's Harris. They fake it to him. Play action pass. Marstall under pressure. He's going to throw it away to the near side. No, he actually finds Harris for no gain as Donovan Lukens gave chase. Almost got him. Good job by Marstall to keep it alive, and Harris makes his eighth catch of the football game. Again, no gain, maybe a yard on the play. That's about it, but good pressure that time from redshirt freshman Donovan Lukens. Pressure by Lukens. Again, good job by Marstall to get that ball out of there. That was a sidearm throw that looked like it was headed straight out of bounds, but Tyler Harris right there, Kobe Cummings right there to meet him. They give him a one-yard gain on that play, but second and long. Second down, nine from the 47 in Griffin Territory. Three receivers to the near side right now. One to the far side left. Of a bunch formation. All tight to the line of scrimmage. Hand off to Callens. He's going to be chased from down from behind for just a one-yard gain. Good job by Markel Fluker from his left defensive end spot. It went away from him to the left of the offense, and he chased it down and made a tackle for just a one-yard gain. Third and eight now for ESU. Callens broke the tackle of James Husky, and then... Again, Markel Fluker coming from his the other side of the field to bring him down, hold him to a minimal gain. Here you go, third and eight. Love to see the Griffins dial up some pressure here again. On third down, Emporia only three for 11 in the football game. 4.45 to go, third quarter, 21-20. Straight drop back. They want to throw over the middle of the football field. Marstall under some pressure. Scrambles far side left. Hussey gives chase. Throws it on the sideline. A back shoulder fake caught by Callens. Incomplete. He caught it, but he's out of bounds on the far left sideline. Boy, what a heck of a throw and catch, but too far to the sideline. Out of bounds, and the Griffins will force a punt. Fourth and eight now. That's a big-time defensive stand by this Griffin D. Tyler Baska flushed Marstall out of the pocket. Jimmy Husky chased him more. And They're going to keep their offense on the field, Brett. Well, again, Marstall will punt here, but you kind of wonder. Pori's defense is playing well. See what happens. He's punted twice this year. Will they punt it? It's going to be a quick kick. They will punt it. It will be caught. Oh, no, it's not caught. It's Devin Burrell. Did he touch it? If he touched it, that's a live football, and they're going to say Devin Burrell did catch, did touch it, and is now recovered by Emporia State. Burrell was going back to help and cover, and as he tried to catch it, he tripped and fell backwards. I'm not sure he touched it, but now the officials are going to talk things over. I don't know that he touched it either. He certainly tried to catch it. Chris, hang on. Chris, could you tell from where you were at if he touched it? I couldn't tell, but also at the same time, he never looked back to see what Marstall did. So I don't know if he was thinking it was underthrown or, or if I don't, it was a pass. Yeah, I yeah. don't know what was going through the process there. He might have been trying to pick it off like it was a pass, but again, that's a huge break for Emporia. Another special teams mistake. Now a quick pass far side left for Callens. And he's going to tackle from behind by Burrell, who's upset with himself for trying to catch the punt if he thought it was a pass or a punt, whatever it was. But as he tried to turn and catch it, it would have been a good play had he kept his feet, but he tripped and fell backwards and couldn't make the catch. 
You know, Dave, again, you got to know the situation. Yep. you got to know, regardless of what was going through Burrell's mind, you just have to come up with the football for your team, and that probably means getting away from that ball. Marstall under pressure. He is going to scramble near sideline, going to take off and run, gets a block to the five-yard line. He will score without getting touched. Braxton Marstall gets in the end zone from fifth, make it seven yards away as he circled back toward the 15. And because of a mistake on special teams again, Emporia scores on offense again. It's been two punts that have been blown by Missouri Western. The fake punt right before the end of the first half that results in seven points. And now the muff punt on Devin Burrell results in seven points. And Emporia, they're taking advantage of all the opportunities given to them by Missouri Western. And it has been the story of this series the last six years to this point is not so much the plays that Emporia State has made. It's the plays that Missouri Western has not made. And again, this was a 20-7 game with three minutes to go in the second quarter. The Griffins figured to get the football. And now two of the last three times Emporia State has punted. Emporia State has kept the football after the punt was to occur. Timeout on the field. We'll come back with the kickoff. 3.48 to go third quarter. 28-20. to Emporia State still a one-score game, but it's a full eight points as we continue with Griffin football here on the Griffin Sports Network. We continue from Weld Stadium in Emporia, Kansas. It's a 28-20 lead. Now 21 unanswered points for Emporia State, and they lead their homecoming game 28-20. We have 3.48 left here in the third quarter. Line drive kick. Carlos Thompson from the numbers on the far side right. He's got a big hole, and then he gets gets stood up immediately and driven backward. Good tackle of the 27. Still good field position for Missouri Western, though, and their offense. This is a pivotal drive for them right now. You know, this offense needs to get tough. Don Marino needs to be a senior leader, go out and lead this team. He has been very good in interviews after losses, after wins, knowing he's a leader of this football team. This is adversity in its finest right here. You're not in control of the football game right now. Don Marino needs to be a leader for this offense. This offense has got to go down and get points and stay in this game. Out of the pistol is Marino. The back behind him. Is Shamar Griffith, two receivers to the near side left. Here's a handoff. Dom will keep the football, actually, and they've contained the quarterback run game here. Remember last week he ran for over 100 yards in that football game, and so far in this one he has not been able to find any room to run. He has three carries now for seven yards. That's it. Griffins have been at their best today when they have just simply lined up, handed it off, and run between the tackles. Haven't seen any of that the last two possessions. Again, minimal gain right there, second and long. Maybe one to the 28-yard line. Here's a handoff to Shamar. Bounces to the outside, and he will slice through a couple defenders right inside the numbers on the far side, right down to the 32-yard line for a gain of four. So now a third down and five coming up. The Griffins here in the second half on third down, not nearly as good. They're only one for three after halftime here on third down. Excuse me, one for four after going five for seven in the first half. Still a running down. Could still be a running down again. Marino in the pistol. Football's at the 33. Third down five. Two receivers to the near side left. One to the right side. Tight and attached is Luke Vang. Don Marino will throw it. Steps up in the pocket. Right side. Broughton makes the catch. Has a first down. A quick out on the right side. Brock's fourth catch of the football game to the 38. They get six on a third and five, and they'll move the chains. Brock's been a great safety valve here this afternoon. Interesting formation for Emporia State that time. They had eight guys in the box. They blitzed. Again, they thought it could have been a running down there, too. So what's that give you? Gives you man on the outside. 
Griffin offensive line picked up the blitz. Beautiful pitch and catch down Marino to Brock Rutt. 219 to go. Here's a turn and give to Shamar off the right side. Can he turn the corner? Boy, he's got nowhere to go. That was just not good blocking for the Griffins, and he's going to lose yardage. Good job by Parker Bass to set the edge, the defensive end. And then over there was Jace McDown, their top tackler, for a loss of two back to the 36-yard line. Two minutes to go here in the third quarter. Griffin's down 28-20. to Want to know why the offense has had less success in the second half than the first? You look no further in the production on first down. Griffins have not been successful on first down in this half. Play action pass. Domario, clean pocket. Now will scramble to the near side left. He's got tons of room to run. He will take off and run to the 40-yard line, 45, and try and dive forward. But there's a flag on the far sideline. This might be a hold against Emporia State's defense. Oftentimes where that flag was thrown, that's got to be on the defense, I would think. It's a 12-yard gain for a first down to the 48-yard line. Good decision by Don Marino, and it looked like it will be again. They're going to decline that and get 12 yards. So it will be a hold on a defensive back. It was the corner on the far sideline, he and Carlos Thompson. and I'm guessing when he comes back to the state of Kansas, since he played junior college football in this state, there's probably some guys that played against him at <laughs> the junior college level and just know about Carlos. And guys kind of go after Los now just because of the, the Netflix documentary that he was in this oh, past absolutely. season. There's a little bit of fame there, if that's what you want to call it. And again, Carlos, not, not afraid to, to, to chirp at the other side as well when he's on the field, lined up against that defensive back. First down 10. Can the Griffins take advantage of that one now? Good scramble by Dom. Here's a play pass. They want to go. Fade near sideline for Carlos Thompson. Couldn't get to it as he came to the near sideline. Good coverage on the play this time by Kyle Rink, their sophomore corner. But the ball thrown too far out in front of him. He had no chance to catch it. They've tried to pick on Rink quite a bit in this game when they've gone downfield. And Rink has defended well. Again, he was defending Brock Broughton on the slant in the early in the second quarter. Good man coverage. And that time trying to hit Carlos Thompson down the sidelines, and Rink was there with Carlos every step of the way. This is the third time now into Hornet territory in the third quarter alone. Still no points to show for it. Now trips receivers to the far side right. Marino in the pistol. Now Bailey goes in motion to the backfield. Quarterback draw. It's set up pretty well. Dom gets a block to the 45-40. Puts his shoulder pass down low and moves the pile forward across the 40 to the 37-yard line. A 15-yard quarterback draw up the right hash that time from Dominic Marino. Beautiful call by Dave Brown right there again. Saw the makings of that one time in the first half, and Victoria State had it defended well. That time looked to be a passing down, and again, beautiful footwork, beautiful blocking, and there you see Don Marino lower his head, pounding away, getting those extra yards. Don Marino not going to slide feet first. He's going to grind for every yard. Barry and Max puts to the near side left. Zone read, handoff to Shamar. He's got a hole across the right side between the hash and the numbers on the right side outside the tackle. He gets up to the 31-yard line for a six-yard gain on first down, and now the playbook's wide open. Playbook's wide open, and again, Griffin's three consecutive plays now. They've had positive yardage, and this is a little more what we saw in the first half, just handoff, running between the tackles. And again, Shamar Griffith, oh so close, couldn't quite slip through to, to pay dirt, but got six yards, second and four. And that will be the final play of the third quarter. Griffins are down by eight, heading to the fourth quarter. When trailing after three, they're 0-3 this season. We'll see if they can get their first come-from-behind win here in 2018 after trailing after three quarters. At the end of three, it's Emporia State 28 and Missouri Western 20. The Griff's on the move, though, as we come back to Welch Stadium after this. This is Missouri Western Football on the Griffin Sports Network. We go to the fourth quarter. Griffins will have a second and four. 
On their first play of the fourth quarter, Missouri Western trails Emporia State 28-20. We're back inside the East Hills Shopping Center broadcast booth along with Chris Roush and Brett Easley. I am Dave Riggert. Okay. We called for adversity struck. We called for leadership from our quarterback. So far, so good. Don Marino's look good on this drive. Griff's trail by eight. It's second and four on Emporia State's 31. Griffins need to get seven points. You know what? They need to get eight points on this drive to tie the game. The rally came up short a week ago, down 10 in the fourth quarter, now down eight here today. Can they rally and complete the comeback? Two receivers far side left. A tight end and a wing on the near side right. Brown and Bank. Play action pass. They want to go down the football field. It's bang on a corner route near sideline. Gets knocked down. A pass interference call. And that will give them 15 and a first down. They will be in the red zone for the first time here in the second half. Good shot. Play pass right there. Again, it was defended beautifully. A little bit too much air under that ball. I'm not sure Luke Vang would have caught that pass, but he got absolutely run over. And it's going to be pass interference. So we'll go against the safety trying to cover Luke Vang. That is Jawill Aldridge, a junior from Chicago, a transfer from Butler Community College over by Wichita. This puts the football at the 16th, so they're in the Saint, the Great Life St. Joseph Country Club red zone now. First and 10 from the Emporia State 16-yard line. Not a spot foul like it is in the NFL, but a 15-yard 15 15-yard 15 penalty. Wing right is Luke Vang. Two receivers far side left. Here is James Bailey. Gets the handoff. Got cut back run. Cuts inside the 10 now. He's outside the left hash mark and backpedals his way down to the 8. Eight yards on first down. Second and two from the Emporia State 8-yard line. Where we are in the press box, seeing how that play was blocked, you had a pretty angle of what James Bailey Jr. saw on that play. The guys on the left side of that offensive line had it blocked. Absolutely beautiful. James Bailey had a couple of different holes he could have gone through. He picked the right one. Good gain on first down of eight yards. Two receivers. Mack and Wheeler to the near side right. Wing left is Luke Vang. Zone read again. Hand off to Bailey. Big hole five. Breaks a tackle and powers his way in for six. Touchdown, Missouri Western. Touchdown, Griffins. James Bailey, his third TD of the football game. Third TD of the game. And again, James Bailey Jr., as this game wears on, wears out defenses. RPO again. Good decision by Don Marino. There's the leadership from your quarterback. Griffins will go for two to try to tie this game. 28-26, 14-17 to go here in the fourth quarter. They go for two, and we'll try and tie it. They have not gone for two this season. Interesting, no James Bailey in the football game here. As Donald Hawkins is the back now, it's an empty backfield with three receivers on the near side right. Hawkins goes in motion. They go to the right side. Going to be thrown to Hawkins in the corner of the end zone. Makes the catch for two. Dom Marino to Donnell Hawkins for the two-point play. We are tied at 28 with 14-17 to go in the fourth quarter. They flooded the right side. They had Luke Vang, the only receiver on the left side of the formation. He turned into a blocker. Sprint out to the right by Dom Marino, and that was why Donnell Hawkins was in the game. He was open. Tie ball game with 14-17 to go. We'll come back with a kick as we continue with Missouri Western football on the Griffin Sports Network. Here's the kick from Sam Avila. It's going to go with the head of Trayvon Jones. And the Griffs have the wind here in the fourth quarter. That could be a factor if they need to get a field goal late as Missouri Western has come back to tie it as they get the touchdown from James Bailey and then the two-point play, the pass to Donnell Hawkins. That caps off a 10-play, 73-yard drive, 425 off the clock, and a 28-28 tie. Again, 417 to go here in the fourth quarter. Dave Griffin's had the ball 10 minutes and 41 seconds of that third quarter, and so that means that Emporia defense was out there that long. They looked a little tired near the end of that last drive. 
Empty backfield for Marstall. Going to throw the football. Steps up. He will take off and run. And Dandridge will come over and help make the tackle as he slides down. And now a flag comes out. Boy, he was getting tackled and then tried to slide as he was getting tackled. And they call a late hit because he slid. I'm not sure I agree with that one either. You know, I don't agree with it either. I think the only thing that you may get here is Kobe Cummings, I'm afraid, led with the head. It'll be interesting to see what Craig Helzer calls right here. So here is the call. Personal foul. Unless they Number 28 defense getting a sliding quarterback. Uh, but they're going to call it on a sliding quarterback, and he was getting tackled by Dandridge and then was sliding while he got tackled. I don't consider that a, a sliding quarterback. And if that's, <laughs> if that's the call, it's, it's not the right call. A uh, sliding quarterback goes in feet first, and, and Braxton Marstall was not going in feet first. He is a running quarterback, a guy that does not slide. That is a bad break for the Griffins. Not a good call. So now after the six-yard gain, the 15-yard walk-off, penalty by Kobe Cummings. And Poirier State offense has the football at the 46-yard line. Pressure comes. Quick pass is going to be bobbled and caught at the 49-yard line. And Griffin territory now at the 50s they are going to mark it. So a four-yard gain as they brought pressure. And Marstall took a hit. Second and six now at midfield. 28-28 tie. We have 13-38 to go in the fourth quarter. Marstall fakes the snap count. Now claps his hands. Wants to throw it over the middle and does behind his intended target. Incomplete. Jordan Jackson could not make the catch. Kobe Cummings in coverage. And a big third and six coming up now for this Griffin defense. Short routes. Coverage was good. Griffins had the middle bottled up. And, again, the throw over the the, the middle of the field was behind Jordan Jackson. Third and five. I like some pressure right here. Force Marstall to get rid of it quickly. Justin Richter has dialed up quite a bit of pressure on these downs. Let's see if he brings it again. Third down, six. Here comes the blitz. They get pressure. Marshall to the right side. Gets hit, throws it away, and the Griffins will force a punt after the personal foul as Missouri Western's defense stiffens, and they will get the football back. Justin Richter's out on the field pumping his fist as the Griffin defense comes up big. Griffins rush six. Markel Fluker busted through the line, got to Braxton Marstall. Again, didn't sack him, but made him get rid of the football. No chance. Poria State will punt as Tyler Harris comes on the field. And remember, the Griffins have had good punt returns. A couple from Carlos Thompson. Brandon Dantras has returned to punt this year for a touchdown. Whatever you do, you must stay home. You Make know sure he, he is going the to roll out to the right. <laughs> he is a rugby-style punter and, again, had the 26-yard run on a fourth and 18. He will punt this away. Low-line drive, and it will nearly hit a Griffin. It does not go deep. It's going to die finally over by the 21-22 yard line, but that's only going to be a net punt of 28 yards. Griffins will take it. They've got the football back, and there's a timeout on the field. 13-13 to go. Fourth quarter, Griffs the football back and a chance to regain the lead as we continue from Emporia. This is Missouri Western Football on the Griffin Sports Network. First and 10 Griffins, they've got the football at their own 22-yard line. First and 10, handoff to Shamar Griffith. He will run off the right side this time, get stacked up and thrown for a gain of about one is all. So second and nine coming up as we are two minutes deep into the fourth quarter. Missouri Western and Emporia State tied at 28 right now with, again, just over 13 to go, just under 13 now. And Griffins have not won in this series since 2012. It was here. You'll remember that game. It was a Thursday night game after the 63-14 win at Pitt State, which was six years ago today. Griffins on Thursday night, three days later, won 57-28 at undefeated Emporia State. Here's Don Marino, scrambles around, circles back to the middle of the football field, finds Carlos Thompson who gets 
taken down hard, but he hangs on to make the catch at the 29-yard line. A six-yard gain sets up a third and four now. Great catch by Lose. Now going to mark it third and three. Absolutely got hammered by Cade Harrelson. And again, Harrelson brought the beef. Carlos in one of those fast receivers that doesn't take a pounding like that that often, but a good catch. Here you go, third and three. Griffin seven for 12 on third downs in the game. They've converted just two here in the second half. They're going to throw the football. Don Marino, he's going to sit in the pocket now, scramble to the near side right under pressure. He's got no chance to run it. He throws to the sideline. Comeback rock caught. Diving down low to make the catch is Blake Brow at the 47-yard line, a gain of 18 yards. He helped this quarterback out, came down the near sideline, and goes down low to make the grab. Dave, great catch by Blake Burrell. What a time in the game for his first catch of the day. But that was an interesting scramble, not because Don Marino flushed the pocket, but because there was a defensive end that literally stood and stared at Don Marino for two seconds and allowed him to keep that play alive. So now they get the football near midfield. A 28-28 tie, 11 and a half to go in the fourth quarter. Zone read. Here's a keep by Marino. Comes to the near side up the right hash and dives across the 50 to the 49-yard line for a four-yard gain on first down. The Griffins now see if they can get into a rhythm after that first down on the third down and fourth completion of Brow. RPO, Dom kept the football, was a good decision, and that was a good, tough, hard four-yard run. Again, wasn't very fancy, but keep uh, – Keep positive yardage going, second and six. Dom's not always the prettiest QB, but, man, he can make some plays when it counts at times, like he did last week in the comeback against UCO. Brow, or excuse me, Broughton comes in motion, handoff. This is Donald Hawkins on the run. He gets to the 46 for two and then pushed backward. So another third three coming up. Shamar Griffith will check into the football game for Donnell. Third down and three, football at the Emporia State 46-yard line. Isaiah Colbert got up a little slow right there. Looks like his ankle is burning a little bit, a little ginger. Three receivers to the far side left. Griffins have converted their last two third downs. Need to do it again. This has been a game of who can convert the third down, keep the drive going. The Griffins are 8 for 13, and Poirier's 3 out of 13. They want to throw it. Here comes the blitz. Dom will throw to the middle, and it's going to be in and out of the hands of Keelan Mack. Boy, that was right through his fingers. He needs to make that catch over the middle of the football field, and the Griffins will have to punt it. Good time. Good throw. Again, Keelan Mack, normally sure-handed. Coverage was good, so can credit the Emporia State secondary. But um, Griffins will have to punt the football here. Too bad. They got into Emporia State's territory with 10-16 to go. Griffins have almost gone exclusively to the pass game on third and three, third and four. I'm a little surprised that they've kind of gone exclusive to the pass game with, with that down in distance. Now, again, they've converted a lot of third downs. Here's Luke Tice. We'll try and pin him deep. High end-over-end kick. A fair catch called for, and it's not going to be made, but it's going to be down to the three-yard line. Great job on special teams by Drew Sachin. The backup safety on special teams gets down there to make the play at the three. And, again, a great punt by Luke Tice on the season. Coming into the game, 31 punts and 13 down inside the 20. This one's down inside the 5, and now this Griffin defense has them pinned back deep. There's a timeout on the field. We'll step aside as we continue with Missouri Western football. 28-28 tie, 10.07 to go here in the fourth quarter. 
Back in Emporia, Kansas, along with Brett Easley and Chris Roush. Emporia State backed up at their own three-yard line. Here's Marstall, hand off the land. No, he's going to keep the football on the zone read. Good decision. He's got a first down 15-yard line chase down. In the numbers in the hash on the near side left by Tyler Baska. And now they've got a little bit of running room, or a little bit of wiggle room as they're out to the 16-yard line as we have 10 to go here in the fourth quarter, tied at 28. Quick pass near side left, caught by Harris. And a pretty good defensive play by Daniels to kind of blow it up and then let his teammates make the tackle. It's Kobe Cummings to make the stop for a gain of four yards of the 20-yard line. Markel Fluker was convinced that Landon Nault had the football, and Matt Marstall, again, pretty good with pretty good ball handling himself, was able to get out and get out from underneath the shadows of his own goalpost. Marstall on second down and six now from their own 20-yard line. Handoff to Nault and nowhere to go. About a yard, and that is it. A big third down coming up. It is third down and five. The middle of that defensive line making the stop for the Griffins, including James Husky at linebacker, but Tyler Baskin, the first man there, and now third and five. ESU, again, only three for 13 on third downs. Now they're three for three on fourth downs, but only three for 13 on their third down conversions. And a lot of short patterns in which the Griffins, again, have the box loaded up right here, so they've got that middle of the field cleaned. Only a three only three down linemen right now. Here comes the pressure on the outside. The Marstall steps up, scrambles near side. He will tuck it and run and will not get the first down. The Griffin defense will force a punt from deep in their own end into the wind as they do it again. They gave up the one first down, and that's it. This defense stepping up again, just like in the second half a week ago against Central Oklahoma. Interesting look from the Emporia offense right there again. It was almost like... It was a design run. I don't think Marstall ever really looked to throw that football. It was a good defensive look for the Griffins. Again, they had eight in the box. They had the middle clog taking away those short underneath routes, and they flushed Marstall from the pocket quickly. Good job by James Husky to chase him out, keep him short of the sticks, ESU to punt. Dandridge back deep by himself this time to receive. They should get pretty good field position. Here is the rugby-style punt, low spiral, and no one can get to it. It's going to die around the 40-yard line. So the Griffins will have good field position in a tie football game in the fourth quarter. Both teams have had chances now to regain the lead, and neither offense can come through. 8-17 to go. The clock dwindling down. Let's go get Alonzo a little bit of sideline report with Chris Roush. Tell you what, the second half, despite, you know, Emporia State put up those two touchdowns, Western's offense, you know, has looked good at times running the football like you talked about in the last drive. They went to the pass on third down. This is an opportunity. Emporia State's defense has been on the field a lot here in the second half. Can the offense take advantage of that fact? James Bailey the back now. He is behind Marino. They'll go zone read. Hand off to Bailey. He's got a head of steam and a big hole. He will fall forward for six right there. So a great job by the middle of that offensive line, including center Hayden Eatinger, the two guards, and Jacob Olson, Tanner Hale, but a big gain there. They're going to give him five, but, again, he got five before he was even touched. James Bailey Jr. would be the back I would have in the game with a tired defense. And, again, good gain on first down. Griffins have thrown the ball a lot on second and third down. I don't think this is a passing down at all. Trips to the near side, right tight and attached far side left is Luke Vang. Bailey stays in the football game counter play. Here comes Bailey, and he's going to break a tackle and get back to the line of scrimmage. That's it. The, the plays that take a little while to develop, they haven't worked very well against Emporia State. The hard-hitting, quick-hitting plays in the middle have been the key against this defense. Well, and again, it's the physicality that Emporia State has struggled with, but the plays, as you mentioned, longer to develop that time. James Bailey Jr. just took a little bit too long to get to the outside to try to turn the corner, and ESU was right there. Here you go, next biggest play in the game right here, third and five. Griffins need to keep the ball here. From their own 45-yard line, third down, five yards to go. Griffins left to right. 
Marino has two receivers on the far side left. He will throw it again. Steps up, throws it wide open. Barry in the seam, catches it, turns up field to the 45 in ESU territory for a 10-yard gain. A quick hitch in the seam by Kyle Barry makes his second catch of the game, and the Griffins get into Emporia State territory. Sophomore from St. Louis just went and sat underneath the zone. Good job of seeing the field by Dom Marino again. I'm not sure Dom has been knocked down when he's dropped back to pass in the pocket. His offensive lineman has done a great job of keeping him upright. Huge first down, Griff's March in ESU territory. No sacks for Emporia State. They're third in the league with 17 sacks coming in. Hand off to Bailey. There's a quick hitter. He's going to run over a defender. The pile moves. He spins. He almost breaks it. Boy, he got nine with a tremendous run on the quick hitter right at the middle. And it's not the Emporia State defense trying to tackle James Bailey per se. James Bailey's in the middle of that pile shoving guys out of the way. Ends up on the other side. Ten yard, well, not quite ten yards, but second and short for the Griffins. Second down and nine. Do they take a shot here on second and one? Excuse me, a nine-yard gain, second and one. Football now at the 36. It is in ESU territory. We have six minutes to play in the fourth quarter and tie game. They will take a shot. Don Marino will throw it deep. It's going to be a fade down the far side left, and it will be a diving attempt by Carlos Thompson, and it is incomplete. Nearly got to it, just overthrown as Carlos extended in the end zone to try and grab it, and they took a shot. It'll be third and one now at the 36 of Emporia State. Good shot. Kyle Rink on the coverage. I've been really impressed by him on the corner in his corner duty today. Again, Griffins have tested him a lot. He's been up for the challenge. Third and short, four down territory right here. I think so, you, you got too. two downs to get a yard. I say James Bailey up the middle. <laughs> if not, just one time, let's do it again. Don Marino, handoff, Bailey up the middle, wide open. He's got a first down and more. He shakes a defender to the 30-yard line for a six-yard gain. I stick with that right there. That has been their bread and butter here in the fourth quarter, and they're eating time right now, Brady. If they can go score TD here, there's 5.45 to go in the fourth quarter. You go score six and get the PAT, you can churn some more yards or yards and time off this clock and go take a seven-point lead. Griff's in no hurry. Continue to milk it. Continue to run behind 6-3-280 at Hayden Eatinger's six. 6'6", 3'10", Tanner Hale, and 6'3", 3'10", and Jacob Olson. Those guys doing a great job in the middle. Zone read, handoff near side right for Shamar. He puts his shoulder pads down low and back pedals for four. That one took a little longer to develop on a counter to the near side right, but Shamar gets for four. And Missouri Western will have a second down and six. They're obviously in field goal range, the wind at their back, but in a game like this, you don't want to have to settle for three right now. You don't want to put the game in the hands of the kicker. And all due respect to Tyler Bash, Tyler is every bit, every bit of capable of making that field goal, but you want to get in the end zone and force Emporia State to score a touchdown to tie the game. Five minutes to go here in the fourth quarter, 28-28. Griffin's on the move at the 26 of Emporia State. Handoff to Shamar. Off right tackle. Big hole. First down to the 20. He stays outside and goes out of bounds at about the 16-yard line for 10 more on the ground from Shamar Griffith. They will stop the clock. 4.49 to go. Again, the clock, who cares right now? Just go get six. And Dave Rigger, <laughs> who threw a big block right there? How about Carlos Thompson? He's their best receiver as a wide receiver. He's their best blocker as a receiver. From his wide receiver position, he absolutely pancaked Brent Davenport on the outside. Got Shamar Griffith a few more yards. Two receivers far side left. Wing right is Luke Vang in the... Red zone again, handoff to Schmar, another big hole, and it gets closed pretty quickly by inside linebacker Logan Thompson. But still it's a three-yard gain on first down, 4.22 to go here in the fourth quarter. 28-28 ties are back in the Great Life St. Joseph Country Club red zone. It got closed quickly by the linebacker, but I'm not so sure he didn't get tackled by Hayden Edinger. He ran right <laughs> into it. And he will check out. James Bailey checks back in. So those two have been the workhorses so far for this football team. They're both up over 60 yards. 
from the now 13-yard line of Emporia State, 3.55 to go in the fourth. Two receivers near side right. Matt goes in motion. They give it to Bailey up the middle. He stutters up to the 10, 5, untouched, touchdown, Missouri Western. The Griffins take the lead for the first time here in the fourth quarter, 3.48 to go. Touchdown, James Bailey Jr. Touchdown, Mo West. That has been the bread and butter play all day long. It doesn't matter who's gotten the football from the backfield. The quick hitters run behind the interior of the line, run behind left left guard Tanner Hill and James Bailey Jr. having him an afternoon. That is four times to pay dirt. Need this extra point to go up a full seven. Griff's had the lead with 3.48 to go. They've had five blocked this year, one in this game. Bash on for the PAT, and it splits the uprights. It's a seven-point lead, 3.48 to go. Fourth quarter, 35-28, Missouri Western. Let's go down to the sideline, get a Lonzo Unlimited sideline report with Chris Roush. Tell you what, that's exactly what this Griffin's offense needed, this team needed. This team is very emotionally driven. We talk about momentum all the time. They're up for the first half. Emporius, they got the momentum, kind of carried it in the third quarter. Right now, all the momentum in the world with this Griffin's team. Now it's up to the defense. Can they slow down what Emporius State's been able to do throughout the game? But lately, they've been able to stop Braxton Marstall in this offense. Yeah, they have the last two drives. They have shut him down. In the game, James Bailey Jr., 14 carries, 81 yards, four touchdowns. Shamar Griffith, 15 carries, 71 yards, one touchdown. They've combined for 29 carries, 152 yards, and five touchdowns in this football game. And Don Marino, a couple of key passes to keep the drive moving. They, How about not, the scramble to Blake yep. Burrow to keep that drive alive? Well, they're now 10 for 16 on third down. That is That has kept the Emporia offense off of the football field. Kept the Griffin offense on it, and here's the kickoff from Sam Avilas with the wind at his back. It's going to go to about the goal line. Let's see if they can cover this and have bad field position. He's going to bring it out. Trayvon Jones will not get to the 20. He is snowed under by those all-white unis for the Griffins. 17-yard lines where they'll mark it. No, nowhere to go on that one. Great coverage on special teams by the Griffins. And from their own 17, it'll be first and 10 Emporia State. 3.42 to go, 35-28 Missouri Western. Marcus Brown was there, also Devin Burrell. Again, Devin Burrell, not a great play on special teams on the punt that he muffed, but again, he's put it out of his mind, came down and made a great tackle, and Emporia State starts deep in their own territory. Again, both teams have three timeouts left. If you stop them here, the game's not necessarily over, but you know what Emporia State had done today? They have not turned the ball over. See if this Griffin defense can get the ball. Marstell this year, just three INTs. And now a flag goes. Delay. There's going to be a delay of game. On the first play of this possession, a delay of game puts it back now at the 12-yard line, first and 15. 340 left here in the fourth quarter. Both teams have all three timeouts left. Griffins would love to get a three and out make them punt it, and then force them to call their timeouts on defense and just run the clock out. Well, that's a mistake. Delay a game on your first play of the drive. Yeah, absolutely. Marstall on the gun, two receivers each way. Here's a fake handoff, going to throw over the middle, complete to Justin Brown. It's a nice sure tackle. He's up to the 24-yard line for a gain of about 12 yards. Now to the 25, they'll give him 13, so it's going to be second and two as Brown makes the catch. Empty backfield this time on second down and two. Quick pass far side right, complete to Brown again. Husky makes the tackle up to the 32-yard line for a gain of eight more yards. So quickly they're moving. 
They've got their first first down, and they're trying to get a rhythm going now with 3.19 to go here in the fourth quarter, down seven. The two-minute offense not awkward to Aporia State. They essentially want to play a two-minute offense the entire game. Natural progression for them. Griffin show pressure. They bring a blitz. Anthony Williams, untouched ball, tipped up in the air, and boy, Husky was right by it. He got tipped to the line of scrimmage. And James didn't know it was right there, but he was getting blocked anyway. But now it's second down and 10 from their own 32 for Emporia State. Well, and the Griffins want to stay aggressive, and Justin Richter will. Sometimes teams in this situation will only rush three, drop eight. I love it. Griffin, go after yeah, him. Absolutely go after him. Again, Griffins have done a good job of putting pressure on Marshall today. 3-12 to go, second down and 12. Make it second and 10 from their own 32-yard line. 3-12 left, fourth quarter. Griffins lead 35-28. Marstall in the gun. Claps his hands a few times. Now gets the snap right at his waist. Looks over the right side. Going to throw a fade pass right sideline. And Justin Brown grabs Kobe Cummings. It was not catchable, but that could be offensive P.I. because Cummings was in position to go get the football more than Justin Brown was. No flag. And Kobe Cummings right there. Again, very good coverage on Justin Brown. And, you know, Dave, if there's anything that hurts ESU's style of play is you've played against this all game. You're and so. Right. You don't have to do anything different don't have right to here because you've been used yep. to it. You're right. Third and ten. See if they can force a punt. There's still time where they'd punt it with three timeouts and try and stop the Griffin offense. I'll take my chances right now. Denzel Strong, a wing on the near side left, comes in motion. Third down, ten. Snap back to Marstall. Play action pass. Here comes pressure. He gets hit and sacked. Back at the 21-yard line. Devin Burrell, Marcus Brown, both there. Back to the 21. We'll have to punt the football with less than three to go here in the fourth quarter. Griffin's brought delayed pressure. Devin Burrell makes a play. Marcus Brown makes a play. It's another $10 donated from Shelter Insurance Agents Jerry Linda Myers to Griff's Giving Gifts. And what a sack at a huge time. They will punt the football with 2.40 to go. The Griffins now in control of their own destiny in this game. First down or two, and all of a sudden the Griffins will win the game as Coach Williamson now comes over and calls timeout. But what a job by the defense to come up big. And I love that Coach Richter continuing to bring pressure on Marstall. Takes guts to do that at this stage of the game. And again, Justin Richter has been aggressive all afternoon calling this defense. And again, if there's one thing that Marstall's not, he's not afraid to flush the pocket, but you don't have to worry about his speed. And so he can bring the blitz, no holds barred, and they have gotten there. Again, this Emporia State offensive line, just the way they play, they only block five most of the time. And when you rush six, that defender's going to get there. And again, huge, huge play with 2.34 to go. Now, if you can get a first down, you're in all, all intensive purposes going to win and beat Emporia State for the first time since 2012. Let's go back down to the sideline, get a Lonzo Limited sideline report with Chris Roush. Yeah, this is one of those big things right here. Let's fourth down. When we've seen a couple you know, punt fakes by Emporia State. It's probably what this timeout is for, telling this defense what to expect here. There's a chance. You know, Harris could take off and run again. Defense, especially special teams fourth down right here, has to be ready for anything. They're going to just put the regular defense out there and not put anybody back deep. I love this. Just, again, there could be a mistake. Now Dandridge will go back a little bit, but he's just a safety. He's not going to go get this punt return. You don't want anything crazy to happen. So Harris, a low-line drive punt. It will hit. No Griffin around it. They'll take this. It's going to die at the 49 in Western Territory. It's only a 27-yard punt. The Griffins have great field position. I'm going to guess two first downs probably ends this football game right now. Well, very good decision. Good timeout from Matt Williamson. Leave base defense on the field. Again, that style of punt has not been really returned anyway. Nope. So leave your base defense out there, and that style of punt, 
also only netted 27 yards. Griffins take over at midfield, and even if they don't get a first down and have to punt, mm-hmm. Horry State figures to take over way deep in their own territory. With no timeouts, more than likely. Now, interesting, Donnell Hawkins, the back to start the drive on first and 10. Zone read, handoff to Donnell. Big hole, 45. He runs in the official and still gets the first down. Breaks the tackle. 30-yard line, near side to the 20. He's at the 15. He spins down to the 10-yard line. Still on his feet to the 7. Donnell Hawkins. And now late flags come out on Emporia State as the Griffins try and win this football game with another drive here in the fourth quarter. 2.13 to go. What a run from Donnell Hawkins. That is a tired Emporia State defense. This Griffin offensive line owns the line of scrimmage. And how about Donnell Hawkins? The umpire almost tackled him. (laughs) He bounced off the umpire and kept going. It's a late hit on Cade Harrelson, the linebacker for ESU. And now if you're Griffins, go get the touchdown. Make sure that nothing crazy happens. Hand the football off. Go get a score. Go win this football game right here. They've already outscored them 15-0 in the fourth quarter, trying for another one. Donnell Hawkins, again, really the fourth back for this team. It, there's no drop-off from one to the other. And now is going to call a timeout. 2.03 to go here in the fourth quarter. 35-28, Missouri Western in command of this football game here in the fourth. Donnell Hawkins now five carries, 59 yards. That gain of yeah, essentially 35, 40 yards will help a guy's average. But, uh, hey, you know, again, still 2.03 to go. Stranger things have happened. But, boy, what a ride of emotions in this game, huh? Horia State comes out, jumps on top game early. Momentum. The Griffins score the next 20 points. We've described how the end of the second half has gone, and we know how the end of the how the third quarter started. This team was down 28 to 20. Um, there was a little bit of adversity on the sidelines, to say the least. But when you need a leader to step up, Don Marino again. I don't know if you were to point to a guy and say who's the leader of this team. I'm not sure that guy really is obvious on this unit, but. If you were to point to one guy, you point towards your quarterback. And Don Marino, as I said, verbally has been that guy that represents his team. And I tell you what, Don Marino has stepped up big time in this second half, not only with his RPOs, not only with his legs. He has kept some plays alive. He's made some very good decisions. He's made some good throws. And, again, big, big reason why the Griffins are in this position with 2.03 left. We kind of talk, you know, why I think Griffins ran the football quite as much as, as what we've seen. All of a sudden, they've ran for 2.55 in the game. They've got 411 yards of offense. Hawkins stays in the game from the three-yard line. First and goal from Missouri Western. Two receivers far side left. And now movement up front. This is going to be a false start against Missouri Western. That's something they haven't had much of pre-snap penalties. Guess if you look at it one way, well, you're going to force them maybe to call some timeouts, and you could get eight more yards here, or five more yards, I guess. It's back to the eight-yard line, but it'll be second, or make it still first and goal from the eight. Still first and goal. You're still, in theory, if you don't score, going to get a play that the clock runs for 45 seconds just based on the timeouts left. Two timeouts for Emporia State. Hawkins will stay in the football game. Wing left is Blake Brown. Two receivers far side left. Third, make it first and goal. Cut back run for Donnell Hawkins is inside the five down to the four-yard line. And Emporia State burns their second timeout of this contest. 1.57 to go here in the fourth quarter. Missouri Western in command of this football game right now. How about this Griffin defense, too? Other than a couple of drives, they have been very, very solid all afternoon. And I'll tell you what, after half as well, 
Griffins have done a pretty good job cleaning up the yellow laundry on the field yep. as well. Only, minimal only three after halftime. Minimal penalties here in this second half. Let's go back down to Chris on the sideline with Alonzo Unlimited sideline reports. Yeah, bro, you bring that, that point about the defense, too. Coach Williamson talked about the, at the half. I don't think they really expected how fast the Emporia offense was going to come out today and just run a lot of plays and just go try to go no huddle. But, I mean, you've seen them make a lot of adjustments throughout the game. And to me, I think the biggest thing, they've stopped Emporia State's rushing attack for the most part, and they're making Marstall be uncomfortable back there, too. This defensive front, that's been good all game, too. A minute 58 to go. They put one more second back on the clock. Not that that's probably a huge factor at this point in time. Griffins with a touchdown or even a field goal. You settle for three, you're going to go up two scores. ESU would probably have no timeouts left as they have one remaining. 158 to go. Missouri Western with a seven-point lead and the football at the four-yard line. Second down and goal for the Griffins. Hawkins will stay in the game as the back and the pistol behind Don Marino. And second and goal from the four-yard line. Going to set a man in motion to the near side as Wheeler. Hand off to Hawkins up the middle. Wide open. He goes for six. It's a four-yard touchdown run. Good night, Emporia. Sweet dreams. The Griffins have rallied, and they're going to win this football game. 41-28. Griffins now have the lead. Sweet dreams indeed. Sweet nectar of the end zone for Donnell Hawkins. What a game he has had. A big screen pass in the first half. Goes off the field, shaken up at the end of the second quarter, but comes back in, has a huge run, a huge touchdown on this game, salting drive. What a day it's been here in Emporia, Kansas. They have now outscored ESU 22-0 in the fourth quarter. And in fourth quarters, including today's game, the Griffins have outscored opponents 97-20. to in the fourth quarter of now eight football games, they've dominated late in these contests. It's conditioning. It's depth. Depth. That Matt Williamson and staff have talked about building depth. And, uh, again, this is a tired Emporia State defense. And why is it tired? That punishing offensive line that we've talked about all year long being a strength of this football team. Again, when you've got to face that run and you, th- those two- and three-yard runs early in the game, now in the fourth quarter when you've had the ball for seven more minutes and they turn into 10, 15, 20-yard runs, and what happens? The defense gets frustrated, and you see personal fouls on the other team. And, again, this four-headed monster that this running back core is is, uh, again, uh, really scary, and there's not a lot of drop-off when any of those guys come off the field. 42-28 Missouri Western. A minute 56 to go here in the fourth quarter. The Griffins have outscored the Hornets 22 zip here in the fourth quarter. You know, we talked last week after the game. We talked throughout the season. We talked last year. We talked on the way here about learning to win. Can this team learn to win? Back-to-back years. Here's a touchback. Back-to-back years. The Griffins have been 4-2. and two. We got knocked off for a second again, but getting back to my point, back-to-back years, they've been 4-2, and two, and they've lost five consecutive games to finish 4-7 and seven each of the last two years. This is finding a way to win a football game here today. Here's a throw to the far side right. It's going to be complete to Denzel Strong for a short gain of two to the 27-yard line. A minute 50 to go. That stops the clock. But they've found a way to win this. They Again, they've done everything right here in the fourth quarter, offensively, defensively, and they've just found ways. It's hard to learn to win. And learning to win means so many different things, offensively, defensively, end-of-game situations. You know, even though last week's game didn't end up how the Griffins wanted it to, that was a learning situation. That was a game situation, end of the game, having to get yourself in a position to win it. 
and essentially how last week ended has helped the Griffins immensely here this afternoon. <laughs> they, they, they threw it to Harris. He made a catch at the 41-yard line, and the sideline was talking trash that Harris made the catch in front of Brandon Dandridge. Dandridge said, look at that big scoreboard down there, <laughs> 42-28. Here's Marstall on the run right side. He'll throw it to Strong. He stays in bounds, and we'll see if they call a timeout or not, but he's going to lose two yards and stay in bounds. So probably should just sling that sucker out of bounds. A minute 27 to go here in the fourth quarter, 42-28 Missouri Western. No gain on the play. A loss of one back to the 40-yard line. Marstall, three-step drop, wants to sling it deep. He will take off, and he will run. He's going to slide down, tackled from behind by Tyler Baska at the 26-yard line. Third down coming up, third and about five yards to go. Well, you don't want to assume anything. You, you don't uh, put it in the bag until there's triple zeros on the clock. Stranger things have happened, but again... The more you keep Emporia State inbounds, the more that clock ticks Pressure away. again, another sack. He goes down. David Siliuta is back there. Nope, that's Husky, excuse me. James Husky and also Deontay Copeland, the corner. How about Coach Richter? A corner blitz when you're up 14 with under a minute to go? I love it. Well, and Deontay Copeland, again, if you're going to send a corner, send a big physical corner like Deontay and meet linebacker James Husky at the quarterback. That's another $10 from Shelter Insurance agents Jerry and Linda Myers. Griff's Giving Gifts. Been a profitable afternoon to Griff's Giving Gifts. Compliments of Jerry and Linda. Compliments of this Griffin defense. They have pressured Marshall all afternoon. They have found ways to win. They're learning how to win. This team is on the cusp of turning the corner. Again, in all likelihood, they probably should have won last week's game. They could be 6-2 and two after this week. Now, again, they're 5-3. and three. They'll take it. But now, all of a sudden... You put yourself in a spot to go get a postseason game. It may or may not be the NCAA tournament. That depends on other conferences and other results. But if they take care of business here down the stretch, a postseason game will come for this football team. Oh, without a doubt. There's there's so many opportunities now. And, and this league, obviously a lot of parity, very well-respected league. There's a lot of postseason games across the country that would love to have an MIAA team. And, again, this is a Griffin team. That has not tasted the postseason since 2012. Again, there was a stint in time we had made nine out of ten postseason yep. runs, and it is hard to believe we have not been to postseason since 2012. Fourth down. Here comes another blitz. Devin Burrell comes on a blitz. They swing it near side for Landon Nault. He's going to be tackled by Anthony Williams. That does it. The Griffins will force a fourth down turnover on downs, and Missouri Western will come to Emporia, Kansas, score 22 straight in the fourth quarter. And win this football game and snap a skid of five consecutive wins for Emporia State. The Griffins will win this football game, move to five and three. Big time win. Big time win for a program, again, learning how to win. And, you know, this has not been a – the road has not been very kind to this Griffin team. I mean, even in Joplin, Missouri, when we walked out of there, that game was never in doubt. But you just left there with a little bit of an uneasy feeling. This game, other than about two or three drives, this Griffith team has played well. They've been sharp on both sides of the ball. They've been the aggressor. And this will not be a team that after they get to 4-2 and two in yep. 2018 That's that big, drops yeah. the last five games. This Griffith team improves to 5-3 and three with three left. And, again, funny how your outlook changes, again, week to week that college football is. Big-time win by this Griffin team this afternoon. We'll have to kneel it down one more time. Don Marino does just that. The clock will tick down, and Missouri Western will score 22 unanswered points in the fourth quarter and pull off a comeback win here on the road against the Emporia State Hornets. Missouri Western wins it today here in Emporia, Kansas, 42-28. to 28.